San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Good morning. Can we drop some names real quick to start the show? You know, because we're kind of big deals. Yeah. Let's do so it. yesterday, Rudy and I are hanging out in Coach Jeff Trailer's office. <laughs> Yeah, he did that. I mean, it's true, though. It's true. And uh, Coach was saying that uh, he didn't even know that this was a song. Oh, he did say that. said, I thought that was just the intro to R&R. I had no idea that Kanye actually had taken that intro and made it a hit. Yeah, he was like, yeah, me and my brother were headed to go fishing. He said they're going to the lake or something, and his brother's playing this song, and he was like, Wait, this is a real song? I thought this was just... <laughs> just R&R He's like, I intro. thought this was y'all's intro. <laughs> I was like, really, Coach? We're kind yeah. of a big deal. We we, yeah. we hired Kanye, and you know that little ditty he wrote for us? Turned into a hit. <laughs> that was funny. I forgot about that. He did tell us that. Oh, yeah, we were out yesterday at Pro Day. That was... um Interesting. It really was. Um, It is a difficult life becoming an NFL football player. Trying to become yes, one. The, the process is almost unimaginable, I think, to most people. And we'll, we'll get into it during yeah, the show, but I just want you to consider the next time you are ever in a job interview, the next time you're ever in a situation where you're having to prove yourself to somebody, there's not 350 people watching. Right. Friends and family and cohorts and standbyers and media and like everybody watching to see how you do something that might equate to your career or might not. It's like you're getting a job and part of it is part of it is part of it is <laughs> watching James do some kind of puppetry on my stream yard. Um, part of well, it is people are asking him what he's eating. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like it's become a thing. Oh, it has. <laughs> it's a thing on our. I saw him like, leaning in with pop tarts. Like, what is eating this morning? That was a big face. Um, a big face. But no, yeah. Imagine, yeah. We got to talk about you, it because Rob and I were sitting there yesterday, and we were just kind of both looking at each other like, "This is weird." Say, say you went to a job interview. You said, "Yeah, I understand this program. I, I'm pretty good with it, with PowerPoint." Right. They say, "Okay, uh, everybody." Come everybody, <laughs> everybody, all your I want you to call your friends and call your family right. and get everybody on this floor and call the media. Let's get some cameras. Put together a presentation now. Go. Yeah. And tell your parents. Oh, that's a little slow. Sister. Do it again. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, like, the other guy we interviewed did it three seconds faster. Do it again. Or, yeah, like, you know, watching the broad jump. Like, oh, nope. He, well, he you lost look, his balance. Got to come back. Do it again. That he touched count. the ground with his hand. Do it again. It, I found that just nerve-wracking. I felt Very for those much kids. So. I felt for them. But a good day. I think they all performed well. It was pretty impressive. Very much so. But uh, I want to thank Coach Trailer having everybody out. Uh, it is a uh, madness kind of a Thursday. They in town. We, we have guests. Uh, we got basketball today. Uh, we're going to be live out at Pinkerton's this afternoon as the Blitz goes live 4-7 to 7 there at uh, Legacy Park. Beautiful place. We're, in Beautiful fact, place. Blitz is just going to pitch a tent there 
in the park. Yeah, they're there what, the next two days. They're right? there for today and tomorrow. Uh, Mike Jimenez will be out in New, up in New Braunfels at John Wayne Air Conditioning today. Go by and see up there if you're headed up 35. But he'll be out live uh, tomorrow at Pinkerton's. Uh, and then on Saturday, the uh, hangover, we're going to release them into the wild. They'll be down there for the ongoing you trust broadcast. Those, you trust those know. wild dudes in I public? Know, man. You trust those two in public? I don't know. I got James and I'm Jack. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. Well, I'm letting I'm letting Jimenez out on his own today, too. In New Braunfels, yeah, at a, a business. Yeah, that's a little but concerning. But you know what? Is, that I, John Wayne's in good hands, because if there's a guy that can oh, talk and sell something. Yeah, they, got, they speak the same language, don't they? Dude, so I, there's this video, Rob, that's gone viral, so... This lady is young lady, very young lady. She does this little TikTok, and then and and then the caption it says, you know, basically like, dude, my 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 husband's just sitting here around watching March Madness all day. This started last week. He's kind of like you, and she's like, I'm getting upset, and then I remembered my vows, and then vows. the video cuts to their wedding, and the guy that's marrying him says, you know, thick and thin, sickness and health. And through March Madness. Oh, I love this in, guy. It was in his vows that you got to love me through March Madness. See, somebody showed him the manual <laughs> ahead of time. You wrote that it's, into the contract. Uh, you know, it's, it's Sweet 16 Day. I figured that's worth, that's worth talking about because, you know, she's sitting there frustrated. Like, right. a lot like, well, he didn't drug his wife. So his wife was wide awake. <laughs> while Some he of was us have to resort to Yeah, so he, she's wide awake last weekend, like, frustrated. Like, dude, you've been watching TV for 10 hours. And then she was like, but then I remembered my vows. So now, props to him. Props to him. Now, I have a feeling this is wife number two. No, 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 no. He's like 22, 23. (laughs) Or his father gave him some sage. Somebody in his life gave him some extraordinary advice. What is the person called that married you? What's the the technical name? The officiant. Okay, the officiant must have been his homie. The officiant had to be his homie. Dude, write this under the contract. Yeah, like, hey, man, put March Madness in your vows. It's a good agent. Well, the Yingling Lager, it's lager than other beers. Yes. The Yingling Lager Hoop City. Hoop City. Going on at Pinkerton's Barbecue will be in effect whether we're there or not. You want to head down to Pinkerton's and celebrate with all those folks that are in town. I got tickets to give away to Alamo Heights tonight. And they have a bourbon selection that you would not believe. I don't know if the owner is like a bourbon bourbon lover, but Pinkerton's bourbon selection... And Jason had told me about it before I went with them because I told we watched that Memphis UTSA game there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. and uh, like you know, all bars have bourbon, but this is top notch, above and beyond bourbon selection, along with great food. You know, I know y'all go for the food. I'm going like, hey, let me try, let me try a bourbon flight. Well, I said it yesterday. <laughs> you know, give me, give me a bourbon flight. I didn't know that actually. You didn't. No, I didn't know about the bourbon. You just go for the brisket and cheese. Uh, the brisket, brisket and mac and, mac and cheese. cheese, as we said yesterday. It tastes like sunlight. Yeah. Also, uh, we got Daughtry coming to the Tobin Center. Daughtry? Next week, we're going to be giving away tickets. Cool. You know, I, I, I don't know who Daughtry is, but I think it's cool. I think he made it big on uh, one of those uh, talent show contests. Oh. What, like America's Got Talent, something or, like that? Or American Idol, or... Real Men and Genius. Odd Genius, I don't know what that is. Oh, well. Real Men of Genius, the old Bud Light commercial? Oh, got you. Yeah, Daughtry, have you ever seen him? No. No. I'll tell you, I I, I so rarely go to... Uh, I'm not Minix, I don't do live shows, and I don't do a lot of that. Oh, well, I do. It's just not something, I, it's a priority. Right, I got you. So, 
I uh, walked over to my my mother's house yesterday, looking for food. Looking for food. And uh, she's not cooking no, anymore. Leave her alone, not. man. But I said, you know, I'm, we're. I pick up mail. She pick up picks up mail. We switch mail. Like I get, you know. So it was, we're just sitting around exchanging mail. I said, so what y'all? What's going on? How you been? I didn't see you yesterday. My mother went out to a concert. My mother went and jammed at Kenny G. She'd gone down. To, really? Yeah, my 83-year-old parents went down to jam to Kenny G. You didn't G. even hook them up? Didn't we give away even, Kenny G? I think we did. No? Okay. Somebody in this building did. Yeah. Or somebody had them. I. You, you know what? I've never been to Tobin. Oh, man. It's a f- phenomenal venue. The acoustics in there are great. The, Is actually, it the it's funny you mention that. Part of my riverboat tour days. Okay. The uh, design was uh, really mimicked one of the great opera houses in the world. I believe Amsterdam. I, I could be wrong there. But the acoustics are spectacular. The likes gotcha. of which are, are world-renowned. Have you ever sat through an opera to make yourself feel comfortable, like make yourself look <sighs> smart with a different couple? Like going like double date and sat through an opera to make yourself feel cultured? You've done that? Oh, I've been to, yeah. And do you I, like I'm, opera? No. Is this something that I should do? No. No? I, man, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know I, either. I think I would thoroughly enjoy opera. I would if it was in English. That's <laughs> If it was, if I had any freaking idea what right. was going on other than the song and, you know, the, the extravagant, you know, stabbed in the heart. Well, that guy hates that guy. I can tell that now. I couldn't tell by the song. Right. If I, that, that, that's really been the barrier. That and, you I, know, if the chairs are too comfortable, I'm out. I'll be asleep. See, the thing, only thing I've done, for whatever reason, when we were in school, our schools thought it was cool to take us to the symphony. Oh, yeah, we did, too. Is the symphony, that's the closest, that's to, an opera I've, that's the closest to an opera I'll ever be. Is and, that, and it's not opera. And you went to the like the Pops thing for the, so they were playing all the, the, the songs that we all know, like Peter and the Wolf. And right. The, and then they used to take us to the uh, the bread the bread place. That smelled like you could eat it before you got there. You know, it's funny you bring that up. My wife is a teacher. Yeah. And tomorrow is field trip day. They're going to the zoo. See, that's a cool field trip. What made them think a bunch of nine-year-olds wanted to go to the symphony? Because it was free. Oh. Like, I'm nine. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to culture you up, Rudy. At nine, you know what I did use the symphony for? A chance to sit next to my crush. Yes. But that's at least it. you heard it and you remember it. You've been to the symphony a thousand times. That's why I remember it. Like, what is this? Like, my our kids go on cool field trips. The zoo—that's cool. That's what children want to do. We want to eat cotton candy and we want to well, look at animals and we want to throw popcorn at the monkeys, even though they tell us not to. My wife's kids. Well, stuff. my wife. You know, you want to go? You could help. Thing, you know, I got to be down at Pinkerton's. It's a, kind of a big deal. It's important. It's work. You turned down chaperoning a bunch of six-year-olds? Well, you know, I said, well, wow. I'll go if I can take my own sack lunch and wrap my RC Cola in aluminum foil to keep it cold. I'll go yeah. if I can do the old school fancy lunch that your your mom would make you when you were going on the field, field trip. trip. Yeah, that, that the sack lunch was you always the, solid. You get the, the old school insulation with the foam with the aluminum foil, which I'm, I'm pretty sure it did work. It did. It was the origins of the Yeti. Wow. Well, we left work, and as usual, when we leave work, news happens. Dude. Yesterday, every day. <laughs> every day. Now a Miami Dolphin in the trade. Uh, we're certainly going to look very closely at that. Schefter, I swear Schefter says, Robin Rudy off. Somebody check. Somebody check Robin Rudy off. All right, all right let's break Tyreek. 
So the good news is we get uh, a long 20 hours to kind of uh, percolate it and sieve it through our own prism and give it to you, and we'll look at that at 7.30. The, it is a remarkable deal. This is a crazy time in the NFL. You wonder if this is it, that the, the NFL has now become the NBA and Major League Baseball where stars are going to be short-term, or is this one of those abhorrent, everybody spends everything they got because they don't know what tomorrow's going to be like and we will pay the price tomorrow. NFL's being so greedy with the with the news. They like, sure they're are. Like, they're like, wait, 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 wait. New York mayor? New York mayor changed the rule? Break Tyreek Evans. <laughs> you know what I'm what? saying? What? News? It's just being greedy. Cue the Dolphins. Like, get, go away, NFL. You got the draft in a few weeks. Go away. No, we love it. No, we do love it. We love it. Uh, and also the effect on the, the two teams. Then you got the outliers. Brian Flores, how's this dude feel today? Like I told y'all, they didn't like me. Look, as soon as I leave, they spend two hundred million. They got everything I asked for, <laughs> and it came to the new occupant. It said so right. the, the trade said to Brian Flores, our occupant, an occupant gets this. His lawyer called him and said, "Brian, this is a good thing. Okay, stay with me. This is a good thing. They're spending two hundred million. As soon as you walk out the door, you were sabotaged, my brother. This looks really we're gonna good. get paid in front of a jury. Sit tight." Uh, who's the the new Dolphin coach? Mike, Mike McDaniel. This dude's about to be a rock star. I, we'll, we'll, this we'll guy talk is about, about to be a cult rock star. I can just feel it. We'll, we'll talk about it at seven thirty. The uh, Spurs uh, opened an entire can of whoop ass on an AAU team last night. Pledger looks like Mike. <laughs> they scored eighty. <laughs> Pledger looks like who? Mike McDaniel. <laughs> That's a compliment. I, I don't see it. Actually, I don't either. Um, it was kind of racist. <laughs> well, I thought he was a racist. minority. Oh damn, he is. <laughs> I forgot he's not white. <laughs> damn it! This is all wrong. Spurs beat up on Portland <laughs> last night. I'm, I'm gonna stay off of that Boat. grass. I'm not gonna go step on that Come grass. Come over at here, all. Rob. No, no. We've been awaiting you. No, you having a good hair day, buddy? I'm having a good hair day. Yeah, I showered. I cleaned up. I, I okay. slicked up. It's because it's Sweet 16. It's Sweet 16 day. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I, you're having I, a good hair day, bro. I, uh, I, well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I like giving people their flowers. Yeah, I appreciate that. I work hard on my hair. Do you? Oh. Oh. I was like, a, a, do I? I'm looking in the... Do you have to go like, honey, I'm, I don't have my hair stuff anymore. Can you go to the store? Is oh, it, do you I, have a product I have that product. you stick to? Yeah, I have product. Okay. Loves giving people their flowers. Rob's having a nice hair day. You like Mike, look like Mike McDaniel. You do. I, I saw I, this guy's about to be a cult rock star. I can sense it coming. Okay. The Spurs take down the Trailblazers in ridiculous fashion last night. 81 points in the first half. Man, Portland's not hiding it at all. No, that's was... worth the stretch run. Let's get these ping pong balls. I think. As we walked in this morning, as I saw Pledge at the blessed early AM, first thing Pledge says, these guys are going to screw around and get themselves in the playoffs. Because we got a big game coming up. The uh, Lakers so, actually played pretty well last night. They go down to a Sixer team that just has got too much. But the Pelican-Laker game, Spurs fans pay close attention to that as they get ready to go on because it's going to play a role in what the, the uh, Spurs are doing. I kind of buried the lead today. We're excited. It's 745 Lewis oh, Black, yeah. 
Stand-up comedian extraordinaire is going to join us. He's headed towards San Antonio to put on a show, and he's going to join us for a little bit. For those of you that are Lewis Black fans, just expect a little bit of rage. Little? Just a little bit. He tends to get himself worked up. I don't know how many cups of coffee he will have had. He made his he made his bones on the Daily Show back in the uh, the day with John Stewart for the Back in Black segment. If you're curious, okay. Come with SA. He'll join us. He went to UNC. He's a North Carolina grad. Nice. I wonder if he's a basketball fan. Mm. I wonder if you went to UNC, you got to be, right? It's like You'd think so. I don't know. Don't want to assume. The, um, the mayor of New York has changed the, the status of mask wearing for athletes. Mm. So And entertainers. And enter- yeah, for entertainers and athletes. So Kyrie uh, gets to wear, gets to come play. His first game back at home will be Sunday versus, I want to say, Charlotte? <laughs> now, I don't know. They still have a small problem with Canada. If that's where they go for a play-in. If they still face a play-in game and have to go and deal with Toronto, Toronto has a better record, will host that. But it's certainly out, the outlook certainly improved for the Nets. And we knew it was coming. But you wonder if the Bear of New York is, a, is not so much a, a, a Nets fan, but is a Yankee fan. Yeah, so this seems to be more about baseball than it does basketball. So right now, as it stands, Robster, they would uh, they're sitting in the eighth, so they would be at home right now. Right now, right now they would be at home versus the Hornets, or uh, I don't know how that works, but right now they'd be at home. So that they're good right now. Katie Goodman will be here at eight thirty. It is a uh, no, an unfriendly friendly. It's, it's never qualifier. Yeah. It's never a friendly, friendly. What's oh, a qualifier? That's the wrong term, right? I don't care if there's no world. Friendly. I don't care if there's no World Cup. I take great pride in beating up on a Mexico team that thinks they're Brazil, thinks they're France, thinks they're Germany, thinks they're Italy. They're not. You're just a little bit better than us. Our our rock the wow. finalist will join us at eight thirty. Katie Goodman, our resident soccer expert. As we look toward a game that matters, it, it does matter. It's and, a qualifier, number one, but beyond. number two, it's it's Mexico. But it's it's the U.S. men's team, so my my expectations, shall we say, are rather low. And we have some injuries. Oh, see, we already got excuses. You know what? I'm we got headlines, man. I'm not <laughs> about no to excuses. Li- I'm not about to listen to you. Just destroy our men's team like you love yeah, to Yeah, I'll do. let Mexico take care of that for me, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't want it. I want it the other way. Trust me. I, know. Well, I think the Americans have won like the last three or four, three, right? Something like well, that. Well, you know, I also recall a loss to the fight in Trinidad and Toboggans. Yeah, there's that. Let's get your headlines, the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. News broke basically as soon as y'all went off the air yesterday. As always. The Chiefs gave Tyreek Hill permission to seek a trade. Immediately, the Dolphins and Jets got involved. Now, Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin. The Chiefs in return got 
five draft picks, including a first, second, and fourth this year. And Hill got himself a brand new shiny contract from the Miami Dolphins at four years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Seventy two point two of that guaranteed. If you're doing math at home, that is thirty million dollars a year resetting the market on wide receivers that Devontae Adams set just a few days ago. Hold my beer. Um, we're going to talk about yeah, it coming up. It. But the thing is, and when Rob and I, well, Rob just said it again. Damn, Mark Cooper's deal looks good. He <laughs> looks a whole lot better a week later. That makes nine Pro Bowlers traded this offseason. I love it. I love it. Storylines over integrity, baby. Hey boy, we got him. Yep. Moving on. Headline one. ESPN's Diana Rossini reports that the Colts didn't pursue Jimmy Garoppolo because of his recovery timeline from shoulder surgery. I, I, you know what? I've been so caught up on Dak's shoulder, I forgot all about Garoppolo's shoulder. He did play in that that uh, Rams game with a messed up shoulder. Um, the Jimmy saga is still a weird situation, yes, it man. It's because of Trey Lance. If they hadn't drafted Trey Lance, I'm like, you know what? You just stuck with Jimmy. But them moving up to get Trey Lance, it's an interesting situation. Uh, Psycho Ward 44 chimes in on our feed. Uh, Surprise, we don't have an esports expert. We actually do. Uh, We have a show on Fridays called The Meta. Uh, We are very much into gaming. I recommend you find it. Uh, Moving on. Katie Baba. Yeah. Yes. Headline zero. And finally, St. Peter's star nets an NIL deal as Peacock's Doug Edert's amazing run in March got him an NIL deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a good story about the St. Peter's Peacocks that Edert, the kid's name, um, the shooter that hit the shot oh, gotcha. late to pull away from uh, Kentucky. That, uh, you know, they're the Peacocks. They're, you know, a little city school in Jersey City just across the river there from New York. Uh, when they made the, the regional and were going to go to Indianapolis, I mean, <laughs> the St. Peter's didn't have any money to send their cheerleaders or anything like that. Certainly wasn't in the budget to go to the NCAA Sweet 16. Uh, the Peacock Network stepped forward and, and chartered a bus wow. for all of them to go. And every full-time student at St. Peter's gets a month free of the Peacock Network. Awesome. Forward. I had not heard that till right now. Isn't that, a, isn't that crazy? That's pretty cool. When you look at the NCAA tournament, the product placement, pay it very close attention to that because that's where the dollars are. There's there's talk about how the you know the, the partners for the NCAA tournament, the, like Nike and Gatorade and right. Spalding and all the, the, the those that play a role in it, the, the, the value of the partnership. And according to those that quantify such things, the value of that is up by like 60% over the last couple of years. Nike outfitted 60, uh, about 60% of the teams that were in Sounds the tournament. Right. So the value of that logo being shown in every game was there. But the Spalding Stanchion, the sign underneath the backboard, I mean, the, uh, the, the padded stanchion underneath oh, yeah. the value of that, consider what That's Spalding is getting from that. Yeah, Twelve I'll... hours a day, for three or for four consecutive days of the Spalding logo in front of your eyes without an individual payment. 
And Peacock can do that with, you know, you, Pledge, Jimenez, Joe, and Jason. They make enough money off y'all four to, <laughs> to send St. Peter's wherever they need to go yeah, in the world. Out. If that's where my money goes, I'm happy. I'd rather you know be what? that. True. Than some, than some CEO's pockets. Or some goofy TV show that I'm never going to watch. Great point. Moving along. That's the 411 and a 210. So what was the total on this deal? $72 million guaranteed, four years, $120 million, and five picks to the Chiefs. For a wide receiver. Yep, 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 yep. Let's talk about the deal. Once again, the NFL power base has shifted, kind of. Tyreek's the Dolphin. What's Tua to do with all these weapons? Where does the pressure lie? And what's Kansas City up to? Huge deal, and the ramifications will ripple for the next couple of years. We'll look very closely again. Tyreek Hill is a Dolphin. You're on R&R in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Sports Breakfast for your ears. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R. Hence, Rudy and Rob. Read and react. We got Lewis Black, stand-up comedian, joining us in about 15 minutes. He's coming to San Antonio on November the 5th. The tickets go on sale tomorrow. He'll be at the Empire. He's off the rails. That's his tour. If you know Lewis Black, that's an apt name. He'll be here in just a few. Tyreek Hill is a Kansas City former chief, now a Dolphin in the fullest form, getting paid to do so. The haul that Kansas City brings back. As you sit what, first, when you heard the deal, Rudy, thoughts on where it is in the league and thoughts on the two teams and where they stand today. Um, first thing I was like, wow, I hate this contract. <laughs> but the second thing I thought was, you know, when I looked up everything that Miami's done, Mossert, re-signing Agba, going to get a left tackle, I love what Miami's doing because it's, when you when you look up in your division and you see Buffalo staring at you, what do you do if you're Miami? Do you just sit there and say, we're never going to catch him? Or do you go and do something about it? And that's what they've done. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of Tua. But Tua was at his best when he was had weapons surrounding him. Mm-hmm. And now when he looks to his left, weapon. Left tackle, protected. When he looks behind him, Running back, best running back, probably game coordinator in the league as his head coach. He looks to his right, weapon. I know people have given up on Tua. I haven't. I I fully understand the game doesn't slow down for everybody as quick as Joe Burrow. The game doesn't slow down as quick for everybody as uh, Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes it takes people more, but sometimes people a little bit longer. Now you had Tyreek Hill. He threw the ball over the top at Bama. He came in as a baby versus Georgia at halftime. Tua can still play. I love what Miami's done. And my, and with the people that you've paid, so people are like, oh, well, look how many picks. Well, with everybody that you've paid, you can't pay those guys anyways. And, Rob, I'll give it to you because no. your thought process on what this was and why this came about I thought was I haven't heard anybody say it, and I think it's spot on. Uh, well, a couple things. First, do you, Miami's better today. No question. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And if your only hesitation with this is, I'm not sure Tua's talented enough to keep up right. with all the talent around him, that's an RPP. Fact. I mean, we could be saying that about a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of talent over him. I hope he understands the pressure he's under. Tua is under any more pressure today <laughs> than he was yesterday. In fact, today he wakes up going, damn. Look at what I everywhere get to play I with. turn. There's weapons so, everywhere I turn. I got a weapon. I'm not buying this line about pressure. You know what pressure was last week when Ross and GM and new coach had put together this war chest to trade to the Texans. Mm-hmm. That was pressure. That was oh crap. I'm gonna end up in Houston. That was pressure. But it's I, my belief when I heard the deal, the size of it. One first round. That's the 29th pick. A second round. That's the 50th pick. A fourth rounder uh, this year, then another fourth next year, and another sixth in 2023. I think this feels very much like a deal that would have gone to Houston for Deshaun. I think they they had already put in the works. They were planning their work and working their plan. This was just plan B. We're going to move these pieces to go get better fast. And if it's not Deshaun, what's our next best option? If we can't get the quarterback, what can we do to improve the lot of the quarterback that we have? They spent essentially about the same money. I mean, at the end of the day, that guaranteed money for Tyreek would have looked about like Deshaun's guaranteed money for the first couple of years. I, and again, I hadn't heard anybody say that. Like, you know what? We had already put the money aside. Yeah, it's already. You know, I had, I was, we were shopping for a Bugatti, which we was Deshaun. We went, we settled for the Bentley. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we were already in the business for a luxury vehicle. We just settled for a little bit less luxury vehicle. But again, Tua's going to, in my opinion, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just not. There's a lot of Tua bashing going on, and I'm and I and you know what? They may end up all being right. They may be right, but me, I'm going to err on the side of look. When this guy, when we see when he has weapons, he's dangerous. He is the dangerous QB when he has weapons. And when you look at it, as far as highest completion percentage, 25 yards down the field last season, who was it? Oh, he doesn't have an arm, it was, Rudy. It was Tua. He can't throw it far, Rudy. Exactly. It was Tua. So. Again, and, and I, the thing I love the most is we're not just going to sit around and let Buffalo run this division. Like, what is the other option? Like, everybody's like, well, what is Miami doing? What's They're trying to compete. To me, they've taken the Rams route. Yes. Some people are going to take the draft route, which is the Bengals route. But and then they're going to take the Rams route. They've taken the Rams route. Like, let's go get people. Now, how you feel about the Chiefs? What are the Chiefs telling us, Rob, by letting Tyreek go? What, what's I your thoughts on them? I think that's the meat of this. This <clears throat> feels, and it's not the same. I'm don't, everybody settle down before I'm about to say it. It's not the same. But it feels very much like a Herschel Walker deal. Because, well, it can be, depending on who they, if they the draft Walker, appropriately. There you go, Rob. Like, the thing was, Jimmy drafted the right people yes. after he traded Herschel. But if they, this is a boatload of talent. A boatload of right. talent that they're going to be able to pull in this year. And what have we said? And everybody told us about the draft. Not a lot of stars, but a whole lot of starters. Right. And keep in mind, Andy Reid did trade Donovan McNabb to Washington. So when, you know, I hear Keyshawn going on and on, they traded him into the conference. They traded him. Andy Reid also traded his quarterback in his division. Who cares? Yeah, I Who don't care. I don't care about that. And again, I. He threw two speedsters. At, do you, does anybody remember the four receivers he had at one time? Todd Pinkston, Fred Mitchell. No, no, no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Tua. Do you remember oh. the four receivers he had at Bama at once? You mean They're Jerry, Judy, and, 
And now there, Devonte Smith and the kid that blew his knee out this year was a, what a freshman? No, he wasn't even there yet. Now and who's okay? Jacecki, Cedric Wilson, Baller, Tariq Baller, Hill. Baller. They went and got Mozart from San Francisco. They have Mike McDaniel's, who's a, who had one of the better running games in the league. This is going to be an issue for teams. Yes, it is. Buffalo and the Patriots are going to have to bring. And again, they were nine and eight last year. They were nine and eight last. People act like this is this team is coming from two and fifteen. I love it. I love what Miami did, and I trust Andy Reid. And you know they still have Hardman up there. They've made some moves. The, the Chiefs are going to be fine. <laughs> be fine. The up. Chiefs are going to be fine. This is I, this is one of the rare trades where I feel like both teams won. Absolutely, uh, Mahomes was not made by Tyreek Hill, and vice versa isn't true either. They're both great football players that worked well together, but to think that this Kansas City Chief offense is going to be stagnant just because they don't right. have Tyreek Hill is crazy. And when you pay your quarterback $50 million a year, you're going to have to let some people go. Okay, Green Bay's finding that out. Andy Reid knows that. Like, look, we got to get better in a few other places. Love you, Tyreek, but we can figure these things out without you and – get better for the future, and have some guys on rookie deals. I love what Miami's doing. I hate when teams just sit around and be like, oh, well, Patriots better than us. Oh, well, Rams are better than us. There's nothing we can do. Just throw our hands in the air, and we'll just pray that we get wins. No, go do something about it. That's what you should want from your franchise. You should feel bad if your team, when your team, if your team, Dallas Cowboys, sign a bunch of guys to one-year deals for $2 million, and you see what Miami's doing, you should feel, you should be jealous. You should be envious. The, <laughs> I love what well, Miami did, also, and, I, and I'm okay with two. Oh, I, I think I think universally, once we really look at this, both teams, if they played appropriately, we're better off today. One of those deals where everybody walks right. away. I mean, Miami had to pay the piper. I mean, that's a lot of money to pay. And no, you that's wonder, a lot. It's too much. I, I it expect Tyreek Hill to become McCaffrey. For that kind of money, you're touching the ball on every possession one way or another. If you can lace up your cleats... Do you are on the field. Do you think McDaniels will give him some Debo treatment? Oh, I guarantee you, he is going to be a Debo. He's going to get McCaffrey balls in space. There's going to be not some handoffs. Just, yes, not just jet sweeps, but lining up in the eye. I, they're going to put him in a lot of different places. And one thing we know about McDaniel, Mostert is a speed demon. Most, he is that how you said Mostert? My speed. Bad. And this guy can turn the corner. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is going to feel very much like Debo next year. Love it, Miami. Great job, Miami. Hats off. Uh, and Kansas City drafts appropriately. They reload. Now sell your team. They reload. If they, if they, they those four picks <laughs> yes. over the next couple of years, they draft appropriately. They just reload again. Lewis Black is going to join us next. Stand-up comedian of national note. He's on tour right now, off the rails. He'll be in San Antonio November the fifth. Tickets go get on sale tomorrow. He'll be down at the Empire, and will join us next. After that, we're looking at the Spurs. Yeah, we know they won. <laughs> About to fall ass backwards in the playoffs. Spurs talk and Lewis Black next. Thanks for hanging around with us. This is R and R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. It's R and R. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Do you feel the madness? You should. The tournament's in town today. Two games tonight down at the AT&T Center. I'm excited about it. Houston taking on uh, Arizona. I don't know if you guys play the lines. You should. I like Houston. I like Houston tonight. Do it to cover? Uh, not to just cover. I might dive in on that money line. Your son with 
throw the remote at you right now. I'm just saying that's a I like his, the defense that's own. coming. I think that feels pretty good. Hmm. We're waiting on Lewis Black. He's in the middle of the car wash. He'll be here in San Antonio at the Empire November the 5th on his off-the-rails tour. I'm, I'm reading his bio. He won a sports Emmy. I remember when he was on Inside the NFL. Dude, he's, he's done a lot. He has a long and prosperous career that dates a while back. You know, oversaw a thousand plays. The, the Daily Show with Stewart, and then we rolled into Trevor. Like, he's done quite well, a you bit. You better hurry up. I don't have, care about how big a star he is. We got to abide by the clock. <laughs> I got some sad news. I, well, Phil, I want to bring the house down for Lewis. I, normally, you want your opening act to get everybody warmed up and happy. Funny. The guy that invented the GIF died. Yeah. or is it, actually, I saw that. I want to do this correctly. The guy that invented the GIF. 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 He passed away? He evidently passed away so, over the last couple of days. He invented the GIF. I want to find this guy's name. He, Steve Wilhite is his name. How? So does he get paid every GIF that's made? Like, no. How does sadly, this work? Uh, he does not because Why? he invented it under the auspices of a corporation. So the patent, normally you make a deal. If you're, if you're hiring somebody oh. that writes that, you have to write that into your deal. I retain any patent rights. Or if you're doing it when under working for the company, the company gets the the patent rights. And he was working for. Are you ready for this? CompuServe back in the late '80s. That's a, CompuServe, and he they were. Uh, this is was at a time when we were still dealing with dial-up. If you had any kind of internet at all, and they're trying to find a way to move pictures. That's all it was. And he worked it out in his brain and went to work and invented the GIF. It's not a GIF, or is it? It's GIF. GIF. So his great 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 grandkids don't get the benefit from this. No, that sucks. GIF is short for graphic interface, so it's a hard G. I would think so. GIF. Okay, but why do people say GIF? Where did that even come from? I don't know. It came from Minix not knowing how to pronounce it. No, I've heard people over the years say that. So when I think of GIF, I think of Jiffy. So I know that's a J or Jeff the peanut butter. Yeah. So no, no, it was always GIF. They were. They took hold. Really, the the growth of the GIF was when we were all learning about the social media on MySpace. It's a part of our lives. Like, I wonder how he felt just seeing where it is. Like, you can find it in every social media platform. You can find it in every group text. It, it, I, a part of him had to be. A part of him probably died a bit early, knowing that. He should probably be worth a trillion dollars. Well, he did. He did live a good life. Don't, okay. He didn't. He didn't die penniless. Okay. Good. Because he went on he to shouldn't. become some of these names from the past that we talk about it like they're model T's. But he went on to become the chief architect for America Online. Okay. And he received the uh, Webby Lifetime Achievement World Award. He spent his later years traveling, uh, in in good retirement, building. He should toy be on the cover and, of Time Magazine. Like I'm like the gift is that much a part of our world. Like now that he's passed and we know we put a face to it, because I never even thought about who invented the gift. But now that we know who he is, we have a name and a face. He should probably win Time Magazine Man of the Year. And I'm not even like trying. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying for laughs. Like think about how many gifts you see in your on your daily being on your phone today. Just count how many gifts you see. 
That's a big deal for our where we are in the world. What is it? The picture in a thousand words? Yeah. I mean, that Time Magazine Man of the Year, if I'm asking me, he gets my vote. He uh, sadly passed uh, COVID. Damn. Oh, speaking of COVID, did you, uh, and by the way, we have to make a, a crowd decision here. Oh. Uh, uh, with Lewis Black. I have a feeling he's, we call it the car wash. He's kind of stuck, I'm sure, with another interview. <laughs> Somebody's gone over. Now, we could big time the dude. Okay. What's we, the other hey, option? We're, we, I mean, we're San Antonio. We don't wait on anybody. You don't big time us, Mr. Lewis We got Black. the Sweet 16. We got Sweet 16. I, I got downtown. I got coaches. I got fans from all over the country, and they're waiting to listen to you, Mr. Lewis Black. And uh, well, What's the other option? We could big time We could big time. He could call us. Because what's going to happen is we're going to go to break, and they're going to call and say, we're very sorry. Those last radio hosts did exactly what I planned on doing is keeping him long. As long as I can possibly do it. But you know what? Since you put me in the line up against a hard break, Mr. Lewis Black, we're kind of a big deal down here. Our, our time is worthy. I or should we take the call? To reach out. Uh, our morning yeah. you know, our morning types, all of our early birds, you guys drive this show. Let you want to hear from Lewis Black when he calls and they apologize? Should we uh, just let him on? I did see. I'm a fan of the man. Yeah. I did see Minix tell Diplo to beat it. Yeah, he did tell Diplo no. But see, I'm aware of the magnitude of Lewis Black. Minix had no idea who Diplo was. True, very true. And I really didn't know either. But when we told their handler, like, dude, we're tell him to skip lunch. The guy looked at Minix like, <gasps> Diplo must eat. Yeah, and Minix like, can he go and eat later? And she said, let me go ask. Let me him. go ask him. And, and we never saw never Diplo saw again. again. Uh, I think let's 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 wait a little bit. Uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll wait. Let's go to break. And we'll maybe wait we'll a bit. put him on hold and never go to him. Ouch. No, that's too far. We don't want to go, go that too big. far. We need a little bit of that. We do. We're the host city, Rudy. Yes, the, we are. The, the nation's eyes are on our town. Jay Wright loves San Jay, Antonio. Did you hear Jay Wright yesterday? Kelvin Sampson and Jay Wright, let's can that commercial. Send it to Richard Oliver down there and visit San Antonio. And let's put that out there. Jay Wright called the victory parade one of the greatest moments of his life. Calvin Sampson said, San Antonio, hell, it's a destination. There's stuff to do, and it's not 20. That's all 20 we degrees. Put that on a commercial <laughs> and put that out around the country. And by the way, as we brag on ourselves hosting a good party, uh, word has it that the NIT, the National Invitational Tournament that the Fighting Texas Aggies are about to win, are looking for a new home for the next two years as they're going to exit the Madison Square Garden. I think we would be a fine venue. Come on to the tone. To host the NIT. When we get back, the Spurs head to the Northwest, and oh my goodness, everybody got 20. Everybody. DeJounte looked fantastic. Keldon, the fast break was popping. Now, popping. I didn't know anybody playing for the Trailblazers other than the guy that used to be ours. Eubanks got 20. Drew wouldn't got 20, which tells me Chauncey Billups is the quintessential players coach. Like, hey, they traded you. Yeah, go do your thing. We ain't going to win, so let's have the little victories, the incremental growth. Go get some against your boys. But I would, Pledge said it earlier, they're about to fall ass backwards into the playoffs if we're not careful. And they looked like a team, like we talked about the other night, that has had several days of practice, and they went out and did exactly what they've been talking about but didn't have a chance to run through. And, man, they look great. Agreed. Too bad it was on so late. And you know what made it even worse? It was when it was time for me to watch. You know, I, I saw an early score, and then I 
I'm just on my TV and I'm about to go searching for whatever illegal venue I have to use to watch the Spurs. And it was on uh, KABB or, or on uh, Ken? Or on 35. Oh. It was on the CW. It was broadcast. I didn't even know. You shouldn't know. It's the end of the season, though. If Portland doesn't care, why should you? Uh, anywho. I'm looking at the... Uh, no phone call still, Pledge? No, we're not. See, we're going to put him on hold. Let's go to break. James, when he calls, say, yeah, we'll get right to you and see how long he waits. And then about every 30 seconds, say, Mr. Thompson and Mr. J are in the middle of a very important conversation. And uh, don't, Pledge, don't they'll be right with you, we promise. Pledge, and see that. how long he waits. I'm begging you not to do that. Seriously, I, I'm you're Mr. Lewis Black. I understand you're big time, but we're San Antonio, bro. Yeah, you're yeah. in our neighborhood now. Five title. This is title. This town. is title town. You never underestimate them. Oh, that's Houston. Sorry. Yeah, we want it. some nasty. You want some nasty? You're getting some nasty. Wait on hold, Lewis Black. You're on R and R in the morning. <laughs> this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. This is R and R in the morning. We're so glad you're with us here on San Antonio Sports Star. It's Thursday. The madness is here. Good morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Is there? Spurs go down. We'll go up to the Northwest. Go up Northwest and get a win, and go up in the standings, kind of. They looked good. See, what's what's galling is Portland, as we like to say, understands the assignment. Yes. And like we say, franchises tank, players don't. So what do you do if you're tanking? You sit your dudes down. So what they what we saw last night was a G League team with uh, Nurkic. And Eubanks. And, you, <laughs> and Eubanks, out, who, out to you. who went and got 20. But the takeaway, what I truly saw was the future. What we want to see in the next couple of years is Devin running the floor and hitting threes, Keldon grabbing rebounds and streaking down to the corner, DeJounte playing that big guard and backing guards down and becoming the wheel, the hub to the spoke where guys are open and he's kicking them for threes. They're rebounding. They're flying to the ball. When we see that, when you see it, you go, man, when they play like that, you're all in. But just like we heard from Draymond yesterday, with all due respect, that's Portland. That's Portland. Yeah. No. I need to see it against somebody good. But, I mean, they did just beat Golden State. They have good wins this year. And keep in mind, Golden State got a win last night. Did they? Yeah. They After Draymond called them out. Okay. So, I mean, it was a... I mean, beating Golden State after they went and go down to Miami and lose again, that didn't make you feel good. And beating Portland, I mean, you want to beat anybody whenever you can. But what the way that they won, I just found galling. Yeah, and like I said, DeJounte and Keldon, that's what we want from you guys. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. You're on R&R in the morning. Let's give away some tickets. Alamo Heights night, the Fiesta events are just around the corner. They're going to be down at the uh, University of the Incarnate Word. You want tickets, 656-3776, 656-ESPN to go to Alamo Heights night. That's a good grab. 
It will be uh, the tickets are going to be mailed to you. So let's get your name in there. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. You want to start your fiesta planning right now? Win yourself some tickets. We're going to have them all week long. We also have Valero tickets, Valero open tickets to give away on uh, halftime and the Blitz for the rest of the week. We're giving away the Friday edition. Caller number. Uh, let's give them away quick. This is for our early birds. Caller number seven. Quick. Should be loading up. So when we see the Spurs do what they did last night, a couple other things going around the NBA. We watched... uh, It was almost a brawl on the heat bench. Udonis Haslam is just over there to be the... (laughs) He's the warden. (laughs) He is the warden. He's the player coach. That's what... Udonis Haslam is a player coach. Pat Riley loves him, wants him to have as much money as possible when he finally walks away. So he keeps giving him $2 million. For one minute of work a year. Yeah, to just sit there. Well, not see. That's just it. He doesn't just sit there. He's there in the practice. He's there on the plane. He's there on the yeah. bench. He is a a highly paid assistant coach, and I I believe every team needs a guy like that. But on the same token, as we saw Draymond yesterday talk about his or day before yesterday talk about his Warrior team as you know, we're just not living up to expectation. There's a certain level of physicality that is required for us to play, and we're not bringing it. We are not winning fourth quarters. Every team needs a guy like that. Does every team need a Jimmy Butler? I'm kind of tired of this act. Don't over-tough me. When everything's get bad, don't get all tough and yeah. get in people's face and grill at them, and it's all you and it's not me. And we, right. That Jimmy Butler act, this is three consecutive teams now. Yeah. I like you, Jimmy, but you're going to have to back up some of that. Exactly. He does walk around and act like he's better than he is. Yes. He's really good, but he acts like he's better than he is. You ain't Jordan. You ain't, you're he's not, not that one guy. Of the, yeah, he's not a top five player in the league to act the way he does. And you don't get to be petulant and undress right. everybody because we've got to do it the Butler way. Well, the Butler way is a good all-star. Right. Agreed. Did you see DeAndre Ayton no. go get, what did he get, 35 last night on Cat? That, while we look east... And we talk about the resurgence of the East, and Giannis is quietly he got the Death Star in order to go run through this. And we watch Philadelphia take down the Lakers in a gallant effort, by the way, by the Lakers. Yeah. But we watch Philadelphia do it, take care of them, and what Boston is doing. If DeAndre Ayton becomes what we saw last night on a regular basis, he can. He just he he's he's Chris Bosh. When Paul and Booker are both out there, he gets scraps. He's the Chris Bosh of that team, but as you see now that Paul's out and he's like a one or two option, he can do that. He can be that, but in credit to him, he understands like, hey, you know what? Is Paul and Booker's team? I'll rebound. I'll pick and roll. I'll block shots. I'll outlet pass. So I I love those type of guys that understand like you know kind of like Disney Rodman did. You know we saw the Last Dance. Like okay, Pippen's down. I'll step up. I'll do some other things. Yeah. I love that about eight. And while we think, you know, talk about Milwaukee being the best team in the NBA, that yeah, they're, they're the defending, king. They're I mean, yeah, you have to take yeah. that that nobody's talking about. I think everybody just kind of fell asleep on Phoenix because Chris Paul went down, and they're worried about that thumb. But they haven't dropped a notch. Mm-hmm. They haven't missed him at all. Great. These playoffs are just going to be spectacular. I can't wait. Now, uh, we're getting ready for your headlines, but I do want to take everybody behind the scenes. Uh, while James is uh, giving away our, our the, tickets. the tickets to Heights Night. So I believe Lewis Black was on hold for most of that segment. What? I think Lewis Black was forced to listen to us just kind of tap dance around and really not do anything. 
Damn. I, I want to thank James Pledger for forcing him to sit there and listen to it. Knowing he could have been a part of this. He could have played a role in the R&R show on a Thursday. A momentous day, I would think, in his life. But you showed up late. Super late. Day late and a dollar short, Mr. Lewis Black. And then the, the, that that's always the thing, too. Like, you go way over somewhere else, and then you tell us, hey, I got six minutes. Like, what? No, 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 no. See, what happened is, over the break, he called. Yeah, he like called. what you said. Just like he, he had run late in the car wash. James was being a nice guy, a good producer. He put him on hold, saying, I got him, but he's only got seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You had 15 seven minutes ago. So we didn't get any Lewis Black. And I feel so good right now. But did you? Because I get, you know, where, don't big you, time me. Have you had your coffee? No, this is San Antonio, baby. R&R must be blowing this up. This ain't Peoria. We must be, R&R, the ratings must be looking good. Rob feeling, we leaving Lewis Black on hold to listen to us talk Portland. Yeah, and the numbers are good, talking, by the way. Talking Portland and the Spurs. There's more of them listening to us now than there were just a couple of days. The numbers are good. I'm proud of that. And I wouldn't want to put them through somebody who doesn't value our time. Do you know this guy right now? You know this guy? James had to deal with all that, too. I put him somebody's, through the ringer. Somebody's upset. What happened was Lewis Lewis Black got bad information. He thought he started at 8. He apologized profusely. And before I let him go, he said that his people are going to make this better. There we go. See? We get what you you tolerate is what what? you get. This is a life lesson. This is a life lesson. Because you know sometimes when you're in business, people will be like, man, you're expensive. Yes, we and they are. want you to come down. They want you to come down. They want you to placate to them. But sometimes you got to draw the line in the sand and say, no, this is what it is. And sometimes they're going to walk away. <laughs> and, then then sometimes, and then sometimes they're going to be like, hey, you know what? This is on me. I'm going to make this right. Or and, and like reflected some people on Lewis. before, you may wake up late accidentally and come rolling in and just profusing profusely apologizing like, sorry, I overslept. Oh. That's on me. Yeah. That happens. Well, yeah, the my bad. Yeah, I know it's your bad. I hate the my bad on, on the basketball court. My bad. Yeah, I know, dude. It was your bad. You don't but need you to tell me. you still have to say it. But the thing, I don't like the repetitive. act like it didn't happen. I don't like the repetitive my bad. Yeah, my like bad. you said it once. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Right. Oh, God. I don't know what's wrong with me today, guy. Uh, now, yeah. He's more annoying than my bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, so any other day you'd, you'd be averaging 30, right? Normally, I am good. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Normally, I'm about 6'5". I don't know what happened today. Lewis Black, it might not have been your fault. It wasn't. You might have to go to your agent. I could call out their agent publicly, but I won't. We'll I'll get let Lewis. We'll it. make it right. I imagine next time he'll be on time. Dude, we put, we pumped that interview up, I know. Too. I was excited. We scared, Thing is, further behind the scenes... His management group has confirmed this thing like 19 times. Uh, email coming up, uh, 745. We're good. Here's the information. Yet again, you'll be calling in exactly, precisely. Be prepared. And normally, I just, you know, wiggle around Rob. You know what I mean? Like, with, with interviews, I'm just like, yo, I'm going to just bounce off Rob. I'm going to bounce off responses. I researched. Yes. I researched Lewis Black. I did research and homework for this interview. Because normally, I don't right, do Paul. that. I'm just like, hey, Rob got me. And I'm going to bounce off of answers, and I'm just going to figure it out. Lewis, I was reading. I actually read read up on him, and he does this to me.
Never again, Mr. Lewis. I'm not Black. doing research for any more interviews. That's it. We're 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 calling it. It's done hey, deal. Uh let's recoup, rebound, and retry. And as we get the the news that you need, we call it the four one one and the two one oh. Here's the four one one in the two one oh. See, I know the I know the real issue. Rob's mad because he was actually on time for once, and he made a concerted effort to be out on time. That's the other no, thing. No, we did. I was, I nailed That's it, man. That's the Precision. main thing. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> I found out what the real root of the problem with Rob's anger is. <laughs> Headline two. Along with the news that Tyreek Hill is on his way out of Kansas City in a trade to the Dolphins, as we reported earlier last hour, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is visiting the Chiefs yesterday. Who is that? You can't have on the same team Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's six names for two people. That's too many. That's too many people. But you've got a Randall Cobb. That's He's a, a chief too. Oh no no! no I'm thinking I got about, you. Oh, I'm, I'm, you can't have a, a Smith Schuster and a Valdez Scantling. Yeah, that's too much. That's, that's too much. Too much. It's too much hyphenation. I, I, it's too much sewing for the yeah, they, they put on the back of the jersey. The, the, well, remember they got the doctor Tardis, uh, the doctor that went and fought COVID. He's a hyphenated oh, uh, guy too. The Canadian offensive lineman. Yeah, that's a lot of name on the back of a jersey. But Mahomes to Valdez Scantling, who pitches it to uh, Smith Schuster. That's when you just go high school football and just say the number. And, uh, and then there's Nickel Hardin. I can't. I can't see the numbers. I'm just yeah. I just you just go with the number. Don't if you can't say the name. This whole thing about Tyreek Hill devastating the loss of Tyreek devastating this chief offense. I find mm-hmm. hilarious. No, not That's, at all. It's comical. Not at all. Ask Aaron. Ask Tom. Ask any other quarterback. How many wide receivers they were so tied to that without him they fell apart. Tom Brady had Chiefs Randy Moss. About it. <laughs> he had Randy Moss, what, five rings ago? Right. I mean, Aaron's had a couple of good ones, too. He was mad when Jordy Nelson left. He's been fine without him. I, I, Won two MVPs since Jordy Nelson left. I've never seen a quarterback collapse because his wide receiver moved on. Agreed. Moving on. Let's see if that can do the same. True. True. Houston Astros pitcher Framber Valdez settles with the team for $3 million in arbitration settlement. One year, $3 million, avoiding arbitration. It's a solid figure as he delivered a 3.14 ERA last year with 22 starts and 125 strikeouts. I don't know the market. That seems cheap. Very. The baseball numbers are much better right now than the uh, NBA numbers. I'll give them that. Uh, That's why I didn't know why there was a lockout. Well... He acted like it was a win, avoiding arbitration. It sounds like he wanted to go to arbitration. That seems really, really low. It is low. It is low. Very low. Moving along. Headline Zero. And finally, Super Bowl hero comes home as Malcolm Butler returns to the New England Patriots on a two-year deal worth up to $9 million. You may remember Butler, who is now 32 years old. He was the hero of the... Patriots 28-24 win over the Seattle Seahawks in which he had that goal line interception 
when Russell Wilson probably should have handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. He's not a hero. The offensive coordinator for Seahawks is a dunce. He wasn't a hero. What the hell do you mean, hero? That's just the, the dumbest play call of all time. Of all time. Wow. It was, there's no question. Just so they could get You're Russell Wilson. off his violence. They, they, no. They wanted Russell Wilson to get the Super Bowl MVP so bad, they had him throwing with a guy that's caused an earthquake in the backfield. Literally the dumbest play call <laughs> of all time. I mean, the, the, no, the guy still had to make the play. There is no, but we, yeah, he had to make he the play. Made, no, but I'm not talking about Malcolm Butler had nothing to do with the, the dumbass play call. As that has, Malcolm had nothing to wow. do. Keep it. Rem, what do you mean? There is no question. <laughs> that was dumb. that is the dumbest play call of all time. Marshawn had gained how many yards in the three carries prior to that play? Right. And again, Tom gets a ring off of that. So Tom should have one less ring. I'm glad Malcolm gets to capitalize on that, and he did have to make a play. And I am shocked, quite frankly, that he is still in the league. Yeah, he went down to the Titans for a while. I thought this was it. Yeah. But when you land with Belichick, it just tells me you can still do two things well. I don't know what those two things are, but that's all you're going to do with New England. And Belichick, I love Belichick. Like, go make your money somewhere else. It won't be here. Right. And come now, back can, when you're done. You can come back to me when you're le- worth less than $10 million. Because Belichick knows exactly what you're capable of right. and will only let you do that. Right. Moving along, but Malcolm Butler still in the league. I mean, you could kind of say the Chiefs are doing the same thing with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, come back later on. That's true. I think, uh, did Tom give him the truck? That he won for Super Bowl because Tom got Super Bowl MVP and I think he gave the truck to I Malcolm. Think so. He did. Wonder if he still has it. I would. I, I would. would. I, you know what, Rob? I, I'm I'm hurt because I had planned to get a truck in June, and now I, I I can't afford the gas for a truck. I know. Do you think that truck's worth more than Tom Brady's final Super Bowl touchdown pass? Now, yes, <laughs> that truck is worth more than fifty grand. <laughs> so I can't even get a truck in June. When did, a, wait, 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 you're my, I don't know, outside of sports guy. When is gas coming back to reality? What do you consider reality? <sighs> reality for me is less than three. I think we've we've seen a pretty elastic move already. I mean, it's it's down, what, about 12, 13 cents from the 99. Okay, so if you can get me to 280. You well, give me the two eighty five. We're about to run into a, a, a situation that we always run into, though. Okay, and this is typical of every annum, every year. Okay, is the 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 refineries have to run a different grade of gasoline in the winters and in the summers, and when you have when you change the grade, they have to close the refineries. I don't know the technical and the science behind it, but that's what they do, or that's the excuse that the refiners give us. So we run into that, which normally provides a bit of a spike in cost because refineries are closing. And now we're about to head into the uh, hurricane season. We all know what hurricanes have done to our gas prices there. Um, I think that there's a comfort level that gas is available and we're going to find a better price. But I think we're going to run into some other alternate effects onto our gas prices that are going to linger. I don't think we're going to see cheaper gas till fall. Get your scooters, but just just follow follow your futures right. contracts. They're down. Okay, but if it, I mean if the war escalates and and oh, then there's that. But there is some talk and out there, whether you agree with it or not, that there might be a couple more checks coming from our 
Democrat, not socialist government. But we like those kind of socialist things. Um, some more stimulus checks to kind of offset the price of gas. Oh, okay. So that might have an effect. It's it's churning. It ain't going to be back to where it was for a bit, if ever. Okay. Someone put never. So, someone, yeah. I, someone on the stream yard put It's like never. real estate. It might it might drop a bit, but it never goes down. Two years. Oh, yeah. Give put two years. Good Lord. Electric. There you go, man. Let me give me. I don't even think. I bet you if can't find an electric car. If you're 279 on Walls and Walmart, that's a misprint. And not only that, it's water. I would not put that in my car. I don't trust it. No way. No way there's gas somewhere 279. It'd be a line around the block. Katie Goodman's going to join us in a bit. You, I, you 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 look forward to these days. Hell yes, I look forward to beating the crap out of Mexico. So you got you got fam that are huge L3 fam? Is that what what's going on? I do on? have some. Not a lot. Well, my, some of my in-laws. But mostly Facebook and Twitter guy. I get to troll them for a day. We're going to talk soccer. With Miss Goodman. She's going to be here soon. Is it Talk Miss Goodman football? or Mrs. Goodman? Ms. I Ms. think would be the modern vernacular. Okay. What else y'all want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about Bella Thorne. There you go. That's enough. <laughs> because I don't know who she is. Me and the sad thing is, Me I wouldn't have cared... But there's a four-letter word involved there, and I went, well, I got to look now. Yeah, we can't say it yet. They're still in the drop-off line. But evidently, Bella Thorne is off the Disney Ranch. And you know what's crazy about the Disney Ranch? They can't wait to go crazy. Like, They're you like know, preacher's kids. You, you do all, you do all, your parents do all this stuff to get you on Disney, and then as soon as they get there, they're like, I want to be an adult, and I want to be naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what we had to do to get you to Disney? And you can't wait to take your clothes off and shake your derriere on MTV. That is hilarious. It's factual. It's true. They're, uh, Disney <laughs> Disney performers are preacher's kids. Yeah. <laughs> the and they're like, oh, okay, mom, I'm 17. Can I take my clothes off? I'm going off? crazy. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Take your time, baby. You got all your life to be an adult. Bella Thorne. I don't know. Sounds like a a cartoon character, like a bad guy in Gotham. I expect Bella Thorne to be hot. That's a hot name, isn't it? Yeah. No? I don't know. Like Rudy J. Like, when you hear Rudy J., yeah, you're like, yo, he's well, hot. Normally, if, if <laughs> you, you know have, it's the two-syllable, two one-syllable name. Bella Is Thorne, it? it just rolls. Rudy J. Yeah, you see, just you, comes right off. You think. Three syllables, two-one. Bam, bam. He, got a, he might be a little chubby, but I think he's going to be hot. I think it'll work. I can lose weight. You can't cut your head off. There is that. You see what I'm saying? Uglies forever. (laughs) Please grab that. (laughs) Grab uglies forever. Please. Please. Until you win the lottery. 823, March 24th. Ugly is forever. And I will redefine what ugly is. I I know one thing for sure. Katie Goodman is not. Lovely lady. Joining us next. Let's talk some some big time uh, soccer. Something the Team USA is not often a part of. They're taking on Mexico. They're qualifying today. We'll get in it with uh, Katie Goodman. The uh, mayor of New York has reversed course. Kyrie will be playing in the Barclays sooner than later, but can he go to Canada? NBA talk coming. UTSA Pro Bell Pro Day went off yesterday, and boy, we got 
Four college basketball teams in town, and they're playing tonight. So much to talk about, so little time. Coming back, soccer talk right here on r in the Morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's like breakfast tacos with the hot stuff. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the Morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. A Thursday edition. Congratulations, you made it. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Yep, yep. Estadio Azteca plays host tonight to the the qualifier between Team USA and Mexico. When we talk soccer, we reach to the very best. We got her. Katie Goodman joins us, our soccer insider. Welcome aboard, Katie. How's your morning going? Pretty good. Not bad at all. How's it going for you guys? We're, we're living the dream. We're big time and, you know, big time comedians. <laughs> we're just doing what we do. Got to be on time if you're going to be on R&R. Talk to us, KG. What's going on? Now, but before we go, yeah, before we go uh, there, Before we up? talk about it, this is what I read this morning in preparation for this. Oh, that, you prepped for this? Well, I kind of. You, you prepping know, without well, me? Katie was coming. I had to, I had to, wow. I had to, I had to be ready. <laughs> You showing off a company, so, <laughs> so we uh, we have a, a team where we're sitting in second place, okay, in the qualifier behind Canada. We have a, a little bit of a like a half game lead on uh, Mexico in this qualifier thing, and I'm reading that the coach is like, you know, we'd like to win the next three games, but if we tied. It wouldn't be the end of the world, and it is Mexico, and I might not bring my A team, my A squad. Maybe we're good enough for a tie with our B team. Is that lowering expectations and expectation of maybe a tougher game, or is it really not that important to beat Mexico today? Well, he has no choice but to bring his B team because Uh. we have six injuries. We have Brendan Aronson. We have Gio Reyna, we have Sergio Dest, we have, um, you know, Weston McKinney, Matt Turner. Four of those are starters. We have six injuries, four oh, starters. Lord. And then, yeah, and then um, Gio Reyna is actually questionable right now. And then to top it off, top it off we've never won or at Estadio Azteca. So, and that goes with 13 losses, three draws, zero wins of wow. all-time all-time qualifiers. Yeah. So the odds are definitely against us. There's only a 45% chance that we'll even win that game. So I think he's going in there um, with the idea that there's only a few players that are actually going to be able to play a 90-minute game. Um, and and so but right now it's like, well, do we give it our all? Do we go in and hope for a tie and then really focus on Panama and Costa Rica? Hope maybe Canada takes out Costa Rica, which they are expected to do. Um, and and try to get into qualifiers mathematically. Now, he has said that he wants to win the game. He wants to win all three games, but that's what he's supposed to say. You know, he can't say, hey, I want to go in and tie, because that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you know, um, but it's it's we're just in a really rough situation at the moment, um, and especially with Brendan Aronson and Weston McKinney. They're both central players. That's going to be a huge hit for us. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting match. But, you know, I think when things like that happen, that's when you see more heart. That's when you see more scrappy plays, things happening. You know, they have to play up now. They, 
they're the odds are against them. So I think a lot of times that's where the dark horse comes through, right? And yeah. and that's where people show up. So I think he was be anybody's game. He was tempering expectations for people like me because for me, I I like nothing more than to beat up on Mexico when it comes to soccer. Now, of course, it's tough to win down there. That stadium gets crazy. I've actually visited that stadium. Um, mm. I've gone, you know, I've been down there a couple times actually to see the it's stadium. Huge, Not a game. It? Yeah, it's crazy. To so I'm guessing, I'm glad you let me know the Sixers. I'm glad I, you know, heard from the coach on the tie because I'm going in like, yo, we, we got to go win. That, this makes my month when we beat Mexico because I think we've won the last two or three times we've played them. Uh, yeah, we've won the last three times. Okay, I knew it was something like that. It hasn't been, been in Mexico right. on the turf. It's been in other situations with the Gold Cup in the U.S. or the last qualifier was in Cincinnati. So um, the odds were in our favor for those games. So, you know, and that's the interesting thing about statistics, right? Like statistics are just statistics, and um, it's an opportunity for them to actually make history with – out their starting squad so oh, we'll see what happens so here we sit we get mexico tonight there are two more games uh, matches left in this world cup qualifier they get panama uh, coming up in a, uh, just a couple of days and then very quickly thereafter they get costa rica and then the world cup draw i believe is next month mm-hmm. yep, now what that is correct how, how, what are our chances of making into the world cup as we sit are we in do we have what do we have to do to get there Great question. So right now we're tied. We're tied with Mexico. Um, to have a secure in, we would have to beat Mexico and Panama. Um, but considering the circumstances, if a tie or a loss results, yeah, what happens if we lose? Have to beat Panama. Canada has to beat Costa Rica. It, it will rely on our in, our entry in the qualifiers will rely on what Canada does and and what other things happen. It, it'll it'll only be a mathematical qualification that is dependent on the results of other games. So um, if we wanted to secure in an official in, we would win all three games. If so, not. Wow. So cross your fingers. I, I felt like we've played <laughs> yes. so well, this qualifier for us to be in a situation right now where we like, you can't lose in Mexico and then like you need Canada to do this. Damn. What was all that work we put in for? <laughs> I know. I know. There's been a significant improvement since the 2017 team. Yes. Analysts everywhere have have addressed that. Um, and so I think even without our starters, we're still a better team than the 2017 team. So I think it's not like we're going into this about to get our Chinese handed to us, no. <laughs> for lack of a better term. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough game to take a win. So, yeah. And, and um you know, it just is what it is. That's what happens when you uh, don't have a couple of draws versus winning against teams that you should have won against. Um, Canada came right. out guns up this World Cup qualifier, so they just kind of hammered it home for everybody. Is Canada um, already in? Yes, Canada's in. They're good to go. Uh, so it would be really great if they would just put Costa Rica away. It would <laughs> very much help. Uh, but uh, but the, yeah. considering they're already in, Rob, does Canada say, screw well, there's, there's, screw USA, saying. let's there's play our C team against Costa Rica. Now, now <laughs> it, it seems to me if you have this B team that you're going to have to, you're, you're forced to play, mm-hmm. You how hard is it just to coach to a draw? Oh, tough. Is it still there. that hard to coach to a draw? Can't I just surround the net? I mean, you, you know? Mexico's I mean, gonna try to kill us. Well, Rob, you can but roll in you. and go. Ain't nobody scoring today. Now we're not crossing midfield, but uh, 
Ain't nobody scored. Think, and if you yeah. did roll in with three straight ties, is that will that get them in? Because if that's the case, I think we can coach ourselves to a couple of draws. Great question. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a possibility. Um, I think something you'll definitely see uh, in their formation is a heavier defensive line, so like mm-hmm. a four four two or something like that. Um, just considering the circumstances, uh, but. You know, they still have a couple of really solid players in key positions. They have Zimmerman as a center back, and a lot of people don't give center backs the credit they deserve, but they're kind of the backbone of the team. And he's a solid player. He's been solid the entire time. He's been solid in the MLS. So I think that's a really good person to have back there. We also still have Christian Pulisic in the attack. We have Ricardo Pepe coming out. Um, Jesus Ferreira. We still have some really solid players. Um, It's just we're missing a couple of those key players that really – made a difference in the last couple of games. So it's an opportunity for other guys to step up and show up. Um, But, you know, you don't want to go too heavy on the defense because that just gives them more opportunity in your half if we're not on the attack. You know, we got to be on the front foot getting in. Um, I'm just really interested to see what his approach is going to be with that. I'm wondering if they're going to high press right off the bat or if they're going to kind of sit back and damage control. The prevent. Yeah, be something. yeah. going in a prevent mm-hmm. defense because Mexico's going to be in attack mode because they're behind us. So if we need a win. Mexico dang sure needs a win. Katie, the other day we were talking about the most underrated American athletes. You know, we're and I and I brought up Pulisic because I mean he's he's the best U.S. men's mm-hmm. soccer player of all time, and he plays for Chelsea. Like that's and that's that's not normal. So and he's definitely underappreciated. Yeah. And then Rob asked the question. And I wanted to know your answer. Who is the best player in the MLS? You know, I'm, I'm the best American player. Best American player in the MLS. Who would you, I know that may be a curveball, but who would you say? There are so many. Are there, okay, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a good I'm answer. Glad, I'm, I'm glad afraid you know. Uh, I thought it'd be easy. Like, oh, it's this guy, of course. What comes to mind is like Mark Anthony K from the Colorado Rapids. He's playing on Canadian Canada. Canada's national team at the oh, moment. Okay. But then, you know, you have um, people like Christian Pulisic. He's not in the MLS, right. you know, but he was in the MLS at one point, went over to Chelsea FC. So I'm just thinking of, like, the best players that are American. But in the MLS, I mean, you have Zimmerman. He's been a consistent show for us in the center back, and he's from Nashville FC. Uh, so, like, yeah, we've got a couple of, of key players there. There's a bunch of FC Dallas players. Mm. So the U.S. Mint team – um, is actually made up of a ton of FC Dallas Academy players. So while they're not maybe currently playing for FC Dallas, they came up through right. FC Dallas. So they they claim to be the like the the backbone of the US men's national team. That's like their their little claim to fame there. And and they just pumped out Ricardo Pepe who just left to Augsburg. So again it's it's hard to say because once they get really good they go. <laughs> Ricardo Pepe but, went to um, Augsburg. Uh huh. I just yep. like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Good old German team. Um, yeah. Real quickly, I know that the World Cup draws around the corner uh, next month, yes. I believe. And I think that like 29 teams, I think, are in. And there's about three other places being played for. One of them, which the the uh, Team USA is playing in. Uh, there's I'm, I don't understand the, the politics behind the World Cup draw. And I'm reading that there, there's some controversy yet again about the draw and all of this. Is there anything that you can help us layman with here? 
Um, what do you mean by World Cup draw? Well, like, you know, the, the, they're all afraid of the pool of death and, you know, who gets put into the, the, the toughest of draws and the politics behind how the pools are drawn. Because basically it's supposed to be like drawn out of a hat, right? Yeah, it's supposedly drawn out of a hat. Um, and I mean, that that's so there's nothing you can really mm-hmm. do there. You know, um, I wouldn't doubt that there's some sort of trickiness going on. <laughs> no doubt. I mean... You know, corruption happens. Well, in FIFA, more often than not, corruption seems to happen. Are you going to Qatar? uh, Are you going to Qatar in November? Yeah, we're sending her. She's going to be our embed reporter. (laughs) I love the sound of that. Sign me up. I'll be there. You'll be be in Qatar on a radio budget, so you might not be all that in on it. (laughs) For real. I'll take what I can get. You get me a ticket. You'll figure out the rest. Got you. Love, yeah, I'll figure out the rest. Love having Katie on. You'll hear more of her. It's what she said. It's coming. It's around the corner. Katie Goodman joining us as we talk soccer. Our Rock the Meg finalists and our, well, our soccer expert. Thanks for stopping by today. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. So you're going to run it tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, no, I won't be. I'm going to have to catch the highlights. Oh, that's right. Because uh, we got to go cover. We got more important we, doings. No, no, well... Is the Sweet 16 more important than the World Cup? Yes. The World Cup? Yes. Because we're not any good at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't take this guy today. First, he throws Lewis Black all the no. way underneath the bus. Mr. Lewis Black was late. Yeah, he was. No. There was a, it was a teaching moment. As a, Yeah, um, we got two college games to watch tonight in person. Maybe front row, maybe second row. Um, Bella Thorne. Bella, ciao, Bella. I'm not sure I can even read the, what I've got on my rundown. I don't either. Let's I go over during the break first. Yeah, we got to go over to the break before we just read that out loud. But uh, if you're a former Disney uh, child actor, things don't seem to go well all the time. Rudy J. Bella is hairy and blended. What does that I, mean? Don't know what that Remember the Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movie, Blended? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His daughters? The oldest daughter? Oh, she's a child. That is the most obscure reference we could have thrown anywhere. She's young. She's too young. No, she's older now. At 9 o'clock, we're going to look at the mayor. Probably late 20s. I have a 26 cutoff. My daughter's 26. Anything below 26 is a child. I. So every year my daughter gets older, my number goes up. And you're and you're and you're right. <laughs> I can't do. You know that. How, how many twenty six year olds you met? <laughs> I, know. And I, I can't imagine what I was like. They're more mature now than we ever were. Yeah, true that. Very true. And hey, we got a lot to talk about. Coming back, Bella Thorne. We'll figure it out. I know who you're talking about now. Spurs win. Tyreek is now a dolphin, and we got huge basketball coming up. The cheetah is a dolphin. The cheetah is a dolphin. And you wonder what uh, the, the the backdrop of the, this, uh, as we get through the trade and the benefits for both teams, the owner of the Dolphins is about to go through a trial for his, and I say trial. Yeah. He's about to go through an episode of we need to take his team. It kind of got quiet after it came out, the Brian Flores lawsuit, that uh, the owners, Ross, attempted to pay him to lose, essentially. 
and now Ross is acting like he's doing everything to win. So he's either trying to make this franchise that much more valuable to sell it or make this thing so much in the hole with the red on all he's paying his all-new talent that nobody wants the team. But whatever the case, we'll get into that as well. So uh, don't go anywhere. Hang around. I got some stuff to give away as well. You're on R&R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star. It's ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R. The freshly fed and highly sugared R&R. Vince Trevino. There's a special place in my will for you, Vince Trevino. Thanks for dropping off the donuts. We love our listeners. Thank you, VT. Appreciate you, That's Vince. That's cool. I mean, seriously, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. For real. The thank thought for y'all thinking about us like that. Yeah. Really, that's, that's awfully nice. Certainly not necessary, but always appreciated. Now, all you have to do, Vince, is go buy Rosti, then IFFH. <laughs> go get a bottle from Texas. You and I, we're going to go see Dr. Torres. We're going to talk about our donut intake. <laughs> get you but, you know, again, little plug. I can have a donut. No, you can't. I can have, I, I can have a donut. I want to ask Dr. Torres. It's going to take a few Don't steps. Don't forget about QC Kinetics. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to take a few steps to okay. kind of work it off, but I will balance it out with my uh, keto-friendly uh, diet. And uh, Yeah. The thing is, I'm going to walk in and see Torres, and he's going to go, you had a donut. I can see it in your <laughs> sugary eyes. <laughs> sugary eyes. You're going to have to drop and give me a couple burpees, Rob, before we even get started this week. You burpees owe me that the, much. Burpees are the devil. I had never done a burpee until I went through basic training. You're too tall I for burpees. I have a spotless record of never doing another burpee since then. You're too tall for them. Like me, I have no excuse. It's like 6'4 to get down, boom, 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 hop back up. It's a lot. It's a lot for 6'4". That is the literal worst exercise on the planet. It, that means it's great. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that means it's great. And the one that seems pretty unassuming. Which one? The wall sit. Ooh. You talk about your quads burning. I, I will tell you. And then put a couple 45 plates in your lap. There's no need for that. <laughs> you put me on that for about 35 seconds, I'll tell you my bank account number. <laughs> I'll tell you my sex history. I'll tell you whatever whatever you want to know to let me stand up. So if somebody, if you were captured oh, the, and they wanted info, they make you do this, wall sits, you're coming off wall. of everything? That, okay. And the other one was, for those basketball players, gorillas. Which one was the gorilla? That's when you, you, you spread wide and you squat and we would oh, have to hold a brick, yeah. a, a, a cinder block. Or you would have to put the towel on the floor and gorilla with the towel. And scrub the floor with the towel. Coach Ray. How done leave the floor? Yeah, it, uh, those things. Bear crawls. There's the bear. See that? That's football stuff. Yeah, bear crawls. Because football stuff not only involved the uh, the pain of of work, but there was also the pain of gravel, of hits, of you know the ground. You guys had to deal with more. Yeah, but we never got our practice was never rained out. Yeah, soccer practice a lot of running. Oh yeah, that's why you guys were always in better shape. There you go. Vince going to go see Dr. Dr. Torres. <laughs> For the love of God, let's not publicize we're eating donuts. Yeah, don't tell him that you dropped off 24 donuts to Rob. <laughs> Dr. Torres doesn't take kindly to donuts. Yeah, don't tell him. No, don't, no, but the thing is, he'll see it in you. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. 
When we come back, if you're a sports fan in New York or if you're a Broadway fan, huge news. The mayor reverses course. Kyrie will be a net in full starting, well, I guess in a couple of days. Will it help them play in if they have to? We'll look around the NBA. We'll look at the Tyreek Evans deal. Dallas Cowboy News, we'll dig up some something out of there as well. Don't forget, it is a tournament kind of weekend. The Sweet 16 got awfully sweet this week, and they're here tonight. Cannot wait for that. We'll look Two games. Got some gambling advice for you. Come on, Houston Cougars, let's play some defense today. It's R&R in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Mm. Interesting stat there. Good it morning. was. Good morning to you. It's R and R in the morning, the third hour. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Good morning. Good morning. Lewis Black update. What happened? I've heard from his management. What did they tell you? It was a grave error. That he was working off a call sheet. Uh, with the wrong times, Props that to he was—he's very, very sorry, and would like to run it back next week. Props to them because when you reach a certain level, you don't have to do that. No, he didn't have to do that, and he's can, gotten plenty can, of press. Yeah, you can be like, I don't care about that show in San Antonio. Whatever happened happened, and they making good on a, a mistake. Should we have him back? Absolutely. All right, because we all make mistakes. Lewis Black will join us next Thursday at seven forty-five for his. Off the rails tour. They're coming to San Antonio. The Empire Theater will play host to Lewis Black's shenanigans November the 5th. Tickets do go on sale tomorrow. And uh, I have it on good authority that he will be with us a week from today. Don't take my San Antonio card, but I don't know what or where the Empire That's is. That's the Charlie McCombs. It's right around the corner from the. Uh, for those of the day, uh, you know, it's by. There's the Aztec and the. Oh, okay. Gotcha, it's right gotcha, around gotcha. the corner. It's part gotcha. of the Tobin. Yeah, it's, it's all. Oh. All right, no, it's bad. not part of the Tobin. It's in the same umbrella management. Yeah, yeah part of the center, oh. but it's, it's downtown. It's not by the Tobin. It's a it's a theater. Okay. It's been around forever. I used to watch... Uh, oh, no. Uh, I, I was going to use a derogatory term, and it wouldn't have been meant as derogatory, but I used to watch uh, kung fu movies there. Mm. Way back in the day. Take the bus downtown. Mm. My Shenguan yeah. style. We had a your... weird obsession with those kung fu movies. Oh, man. As kids, we all love those. My, uh, the guy that got me into it, I went to high school with his name's, uh, he goes by Burt now and works over at USA, Albert Williams. Huge kung fu guy. So we all got into it because he was a popular guy. So we all watched him. My, my Shaolin style. Gotcha. We'll take so then you're a Wu- style. So then you're a Wu-Tang fan, right? Yeah, Wu-Tang. Okay. It was, you know, when Wu-Tang first hit, it was a little bit out there for me. I was oh, never for all you, in for on the Wu-Tang. No. You know what I mean? I, I've been part of the clan for a long time. Buster's, you know, I never heard anybody speak any faster than he ever has. I'd, I'd like to be able to speak as fast as Buster is. But um, it was, I could never, I've never listened to the entirety of, of any Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang record. No. It just gets, ah, just, Yeah, no, you know, RZA, Ghost, Ray. Yeah, I, it's not for everybody. Mac and Mac I'm, not, I'm not even the biggest Spectre Wu fan. Dak. I'm not a big Wu-Wu fan, like... I like the woo. I'm not like woo crazy. Like I know some people have woo tats and no, not that. Go, no. Like yeah, you know, Minix with it, gone to 26 woo concerts. Like I'm not like that. And, and but there's be, a few records I respect. If we're talking about stuff that you're supposed to like, that you really at the, when you when, at, when you look back, like Parliament, 
You liked Parliament? I liked Parliament until I saw them in concert. And I was like, what? I, I can't, I, I could not what, comprehend. Was it the outfits? Well, it was all of it. And I, I, could you listen to an entire Parliament record from front to back? I couldn't. I mean, that's how I kind of judge. Like uh, of the day, no, and you had not to a be. Full album, well, no. I mean, there was the there was Parliament. They were out there. That was like progressive funk, whatever it was. There was out there, so you knew it was going to be a little bit different. But like when you look at the ones that were mainstream, I could listen to an Earth, Wind, and Fire record all oh, the way through. Oh, front to back, easy, uh, easy, easy. So that was, I mean, it was the just more power. No, no it's absolutely just, not. Like it just would get out there, and I'm like, man, I just can't, I can't keep up with it. They were definitely shrooming. <laughs> Certainly, that that's a word. No, I think it is. So we get word last night, and we I think most of us in the back of our minds saw it coming. Now, some of us were not happy with the fact, and it's uh, it comes down to your politics, that uh, the, the mask mandate was going to come to an end in New York. It was it, It's come to the end everywhere, and we just knew it was a matter of time, and the expectation was it would have already happened, but we heard from the mayor earlier this week saying, you know, you have to wait your turn, athletes. And at the end, when you look back on this, you'll remember we're doing it for you and we're doing the right thing. Well, you got to be careful with that. Uh, but I, I look at the reversal or the change as an informed decision. Hey, time was to change. Now we can continue to question why now athletes can take it off, but the guys that are working there can't. But well, you know, let's, well, the end of the day is if you're a, a baseball or a basketball fan in New York, you're going to get to see your guys. Well, to me, Rob, whenever politicians do stuff like this, like when I'm talking about 24 hours, I always feel like somebody with power called him in and said, you want to get reelected at some point, don't you? I think there's a lot of that. Uh, I, 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 there's a lot of money involved in this. Aaron Judge is not vaccinated. <laughs> you know More than saying? anything else. Don't you think Aaron Judge is, a, is the reason for this? That is a Yankee town. And again, this is politics. So, I mean, again, we're talking about 24 hours. He didn't wait like a week or the first round of the NBA playoffs. 24 hours later, after he said, y'all get in line, he changed it. Somebody with power told him, I'll help you get reelected. Lift this mask mandate and let Aaron Judge play at home. So here we have it. I don't even think it's about Kyrie. Well, I think it's about the Yankees. I think I I have no hesitation. And also, let's not play it. Lessen the the importance of Broadway, Broadway, a lot of money behind that as well. It was a it was a political decision that he had to make, and it, clearly. But I obviously there's going to be those that look at it like, oh well, Kyrie won, he won, he waited him out, or or well, he I paid his so. price. You don't think that? I don't look at it as won or lost. I think fans lost. I think we didn't get a chance to see. A, a magician with the basketball and these guys will work on limited time. We lost three quarters of a season that we will never get back. We're not, they're not going to add. It's not going to be just this good at the end of his career. We didn't, I bet we missed out on a couple 50 point games. We missed out on the pleasure of watching Kyrie. So no, no one won in this. And at the end of the day, I completely disagree with his politics and his beliefs. I think he was so dead wrong. And I think he led people down the wrong path. That's my belief. But I will give him to the end of time. And give you credit, bro. You came out with it and you stood next to it. That's the thing I respect. Whether I agree with it or not, a lot of guys would have backed out a long time mm-hmm. ago and just given in. And now you get a really, really fresh Kyrie for the playoffs. And, and I, 
whether you viewed it as idiotic or brilliant or, you know, taking the stand. Depends on where you sit, right. And, and just because you t- took a wrong decision you stood by it is not reason to, to for any kind of accolade. But I will say he is a man of his of his beliefs, and he stood next to his beliefs. And, and for me, sometimes that's enough. Time Magazine Man of the Year? <laughs> no. He's not even the man on his team. No. Well, if, if you look at last night's game, K- KD only gets one point. In the fourth quarter, which is unacceptable from KD, you lose to Memphis without John Morant, which Jimenez, Mad Dog, everybody, you, you John Morant lovers, they're 15 and two without him. Okay. They're 15 and two without Mr. I'm better than Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant. 15 and two. You want to look at Steph Curry? You want to see Golden State's record without Steph? You want to see the Portland Trailblazers record without Dane? Well, okay. Knock it off, a people. Couple, I hate these. Why? Because not all, but some of these were not due to just injury. They were rest. Yes. They, they rested yes, yes, in yes, the yes, games yes. That, against Orlando and the like. Facts. I mean, so, yeah. they. But they're 15-2. They now. are, and respect to, I think that's a testament to the team, not a negative to Jaw. I think it just shows that this is more than just jaw on this team. I'm just saying, how valuable are you? And he is valuable. I would never use that to say he is better or worse than anybody else by the number of games that they've won without him. Look at what they do when he's there. 35 and 21. That's okay. It's, it's okay. But I, I, that doesn't lessen his value it to lessen me his value. one it, iota. It just tells me that, one, they've drafted brilliantly. Yes. And, two... The ball moves more fluidly, and guys that can really play get more touches and get a chance to, uh, an opportunity to showcase their skills and showcase that they have drafted so well. So, again, they're not, I would never want to go into a playoff series without him if that's what we're getting. And if that's what we're getting. And if you really want to dig into stats that matter. Okay. What is one? For me, I don't know where it would, and I'm sure Elias can just press a couple of buttons and come out with it. What does the team look like? On the second game that he's gone. Meaning like, okay, like they won last night against game. Brooklyn. Yeah, against you, KD and Kyrie. And both. Get up and you can be ready to play one game. But, but what can about you tonight? do it twice? Can you come back that next game without him again? What's their record on that second game where you got a little bit of a hangover from the effort? I, I, I would be curious to see that. I, I think it plays a role, just like the plus minus. But I don't look at that and go, well, you're awful. You're minus, you're minus 20 when you're on the court. Doesn't mean you were minus when your team was. But staying with the Nets, Rob, are they now a title contender? Um, now that Kyrie will be back full time, yeah. home and away. Uh, well, not in Canada, and I think that is still a a, a significant. If they end up having to play the play in in Toronto, my money's going to land on Siakam and those boys because that would be their season. That would be their title. They would have. They well, would right have kept, now they would avoid them because Canada would. is number seven, so but, they only have to worry about the nine and ten. So as long as they don't have to leave the country to go play, yeah, the Nets are in it. The Nets right. are in contention along with the Sixers, the Celtics, and the and the T Wolves. There's gotcha. a, it's a four team race. Uh, we talk basketball. That doesn't mean we don't talk other sports. When news breaks, we try to glue it back together. Let's hear that three note sting. What? This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. So we got some cowboy breaking news this morning for y'all whining about never getting Let's breaking go. news. Let's go. Cowboys are hiring Brian Schottenheimer, the Jaguars passing game coordinator last year, into a unique role 
where he'll keep both coordinators, Dan Quinn and Kellamore, and much of Schottenheimer's job will center on league trends and game planning. This according to Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback. This is Rudy J being, yes, I went third person. This is backup for midway through the season when everybody knows Kellen Moore's seven or eight plays that he calls and they're not moving the ball, Brian Schottenheimer will take his job. That is what this is because Mike McCarthy is more of a leader of like guys. He's just like, a, hey, guys, let's go out there and get him. He's not really a coordinator. He's not in that bag anymore. So you can't let Kellen Moore go and let Mike McCarthy take it over. He has enough on his plate. So what you do is you bring in a guy that can be an offensive coordinator once Kellen Moore loses his job midway through. What? Not loses his job, but gets his seven-play playbook taken away, and they're going to hand it over to Schottenheimer. I called this yesterday. You did. You did. That's what this is. What else is it? Someone help me. Am I wrong? If I'm reaching, reaching, I don't mind being told I'm wrong. I, I think McCarthy needs to get on the phone and talk to Sark down in Austin. Because both of them have their replacements in the building watching them do everything. Not that Brian... Uh, you mean that Dan Quinn and... Um, Brian Schottenheimer. Not, not that Schottenheimer will replace him, but no. I do think Dan Quinn is there. Dan so Quinn now he's will. got two guys very much involved that if something should happen, they just take one seat over. They just move one seat over. Um, McCarthy, here you sit. I, I would have liked to have heard that Schottenheimer uh, came in as the penalties... The penalty and uh, flag guru that he is here to let you know punishment and monitor the flags. And we talk league trends. We know what that means. I'm scouting the refs, and I will come in and I'll tell you this ref is going to call holding on you if you do this. Every time you do this, he's going to call holding. And when you do this and he calls holding, it's ten thousand dollars. Oh no! See, they don't have to hire Schottenheimer for that. They need. <laughs> they can hire somebody for that. They need that guy to do that job, Rob. But. Schottenheimer has a higher calling. Now, well, if I, I would have been happy to see that on his resume. This is also what he's here to do. I will remind both of you that they did something very similar last year in hiring Ben McAdoo to work as some sort of assistant to the coaches. Yeah. Well, I think that's more of the uh, your work for free. Because McAdoo was still under contract. Yeah, McAdoo, this is rehab. You know, you go to As, rehab down there in Bama. This is a promotion. Yeah, shoddy. From offensive coordinator? Well, away from Jacksonville. <laughs> you got you got play, you got to go to the uh, corporate headquarters as opposed to the the hinterlands. You don't leave offensive coordinator. Look, behind closed doors, they have told him, "We hate Kellen Moore's playbook, but we love him." Mm-hmm. And he works great with Dak. Coach him up. Help him. Help him put some wrinkles in his, put some wrinkles in Kellen Moore's playbook. It is it is horribly basic. Help him. That's what this is because they love Kellen so much, though they won't let him go. Well, that offense from Jacksonville was pretty explosive. It was terrible. Number one offense in the NFL. Who I remind you, the Cowboys. I, yeah, and they played Washington twice, Philly twice, and the Giants twice. They should be number one. See numbers lie. They lie. You can write. You can read into the number whatever you want to. Whatever you want to portray it to be. Yeah, yeah. I guess they can a little bit, right, Rob? Like we were saying, the plus minus that lies. the The fact that you, you try to argue the fact 
that the Memphis Grizzlies, on some total, are better without John Morant. And you can bring up numbers to go, well, look at this. Right. That's what it says. No, numbers lie. Especially in a seven-game series. Yes. You don't need Ja. They lie. But if I'm McCarthy, there's a spy in the building. Yeah. You might want to learn some pig Latin whenever Schottenheimer walks in. Because he's reporting to the boss. Yeah, Dan. I think Dan would be in waiting. Dan would be the interim, but I see where you're going. Schottenheimer's like, I could be the OC for the Dallas Cowboys. You and me, Dan. You and me. I guess I am being a little hard on Kellen. They were number one. I've probably been a little too hard on no, Kellen. No, but the, I, you were, you're absolutely right in your estimation that it was a, an explosive offense but there was no modification to the offense. It is the same they offense. They came out the gate hot, and then everybody was like, oh, was that's like, what oh, they're yeah. doing? We saw that. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> we know what you're going to do on third down, and that's kind of, you're not going to throw to Amari Cooper, so we're going to back off on him. We know that you're not going to do it. We've watched enough film that Dak's not going to throw to Cooper because we're going to give him a tell that tells him to go elsewhere. And there was never a fix, so I understand it. And that's why Kellen Moore is not a head coach right now. You bring that one back up, Pledge. I like to, to address early birds here and there. Jeremy Green, Aaron Rodgers' division was garbage and no one ever says anything because he goes to NFC title yeah. games. He takes them where they're supposed to be when they play bad teams. I mean, they're, NFC they're title games. Dak hasn't even got to one. Aaron's been to three or four in a run, and that's not the goal. But, but I'm just saying there's levels. And I would argue. There's levels to it. Dak is not at Aaron's level on in, in any capacity, not in interviews. <laughs> Not in, not in jewelry, not in anything. That was a that's a bad comparison. No, like get to an NFC title game, then we can talk. And I would argue that that because Aaron had played in such a weak division, one there were padded stats, no question. There just are padded stats, just as Rudy told us. Hey, yeah, they're gonna look good when you get to play DC twice. Yes, you're just gonna have a, the Giants, pretty Ugh. good numbers. But the fact of the matter is, because Green Bay never had to sharpen their iron against other iron, they were never equipped to go win a title because they hadn't Facts. faced a whole lot of adversity. They were smoking teams in their division. Facts. So I would, I think Aaron, just like everybody else, would much prefer those tougher games in October and November than your first tough game of the year. And one that really matters is your first playoff game. Yeah, last night the Spurs were utterly amazing. What? 81 points and a half. This is an offensively challenged team that can't even find the three-point line, much much less hit on a regular basis. And last night, not only did we see fast breaks in action, we saw threes bombing. We saw DeJounte backing down guards, hitting from the outside. It was the type of spurs that we were we expect to see when the process nears completion. Okay. Did it tell us enough last night that the process is in play, or is Portland just that bad? Both. We'll talk about it. You're on r in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Here's the 411 in the 210. Thanks, Pledge. Headlines. Just read the clock. All good. It's all good. Denver Nuggets have reached a multi-year extension with head coach Michael Malone. Deservedly so. I love them. I love Mike Malone. I hope Murray comes back for the playoffs. I like everybody healthy. I don't care who wins. I want the best against the best. So I'm hoping Murray comes back. But Malone's earned that extension. I have no problem with him getting paid. Third winningest coach in Nugget history behind Doug Moe and I believe Westhead. 
Oh, I would have picked George Carl. Man, oh, Carl. I'm sorry, okay. Carl. He's, I don't know. Has, no, it is. It's okay. it's it's Doug Moe and George Carl. Um, basketball lifer. Dad was a coach. He's a coach. Uh, much respect. Deserve that. Yeah, the, the Nuggets are in fine shape. I wish we were in such good shape. Moving on. Headline one. Brittany Griner meets with U.S. officials for the first time since Russian detainment back in February. A U.S. consular official was able to verify that she's doing well, as can be expected, and that the U.S. State Department spokesperson Neb Price said will continue to work closely with her legal team and and broader her network. (laughs) At least she finally got to meet with someone. Yeah. You have a visitor. And there's some people that can help you get out. I wonder. You know, they said that she's doing as well as can be expected, which means not good. I, I don't know. I wonder if she's getting any kind of special treatment because she is a bit of a star there. She's the best woman's basketball yeah, so player on the league that is has is fairly popular in Russia. And they once pay her a is, lot of money. Once this is over, does she ever play there again? Uh, are you kidding me? Never go back, right? Uh. Because she makes a million dollars over there. Well, you act like, like it could be just over. I mean, she's facing a minimum of 10 years in prison for what they're calling a smuggling hash oil. I mean, this is this is a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, Hashish. I, uh, I have a feeling she'll end up coming home with after some sort of deal, whether it be for people or economic reasons. But I, I'll stand by what I've heard and what I've read about these situations. The less we hear about it, the better off she's doing. Because the more we talk about it on the press and the more national news it makes, the more valuable she becomes to Putin and all of that. So just to not hear it and have her landing in Waco or coming back home to Phoenix, wherever she lives now. Moving on. Headline Zero. New Orleans Pelicans star Zion Williamson plays one-on-one one day after posting a dunk video amid his ongoing foot rehab. Uh, Who's Zion's agent? I don't know. I, I I would think it's clutch. I don't think so. No, he's not clutch. He's not a clutch guy. He's too big. Well, he's not too big for clutch, but he's like his own entity. He's not going to sign to LeBron. He got his own. He has another shoe coming he's out. He's with so. CAA. CAA. Um, I, I'm just confused as to why. Like, I guess you got to rehab. So, but the season's almost over. Do you have to do this on camera now? Well, if you remember the week we started off with the news that he had been shut down for the rest of the year. Right. And then now we see a dunk video. Then now we see one-on-one. I'm I'm lost. I don't know what this whole thing is. Well, I'm trying to figure out why the second video. I think it's just, I guess, to show teams that he's tradable. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I guess it's to show teams like, hey, you can trade for me. If you want to start calling New Orleans to make offers for me, I'm okay. I didn't uh, with the dunk. It was impressive on the rise, but when he landed, it looked like his foot was not a hundred percent back. So I, I, I'll t- I will take away from the fact that the that the the Pelicans told us the truth that I don't they don't think he's going to be ready. But the second video, the one on one, the next day playing one on one, there there was a purpose behind the release, and I just don't know what it is because all that did was. Fan the flames from the fans again. Like, why isn't this dude playing? Why? Why are we shutting him down? So I don't think. I, I don't understand this. This is either a ploy to, for the Pelicans to let him play, or a ploy to say, yeah, look what they're doing to me. They're, they're, they're going to trade me. Or maybe if they do. Like, maybe it's one of those things. Like, okay, 
we get in the play-in and we actually win this play-in and we're in a seven-game series first round, maybe they let him go. Well, th- th- not let him go as far as I actually let him play. I don't, that's the only way I can see him playing is if they win the play-in game and they get actually get a first-round seven-game series. They get the Lakers tonight or tomorrow. It's a big game. Spurs tomorrow. Yeah, Spurs tomorrow. Then the Lakers. Uh, he's do. He's in the. He's got one more year on his deal, and when he's done, he'll be in line for the rookie max that'll come in at about thirty-six million a year for that rookie max yeah, deal, whoa. and that's. That's in case. That's if next year he doesn't make one of those all-star teams, one of those kickers that you know gets you to the super max. He would. He's only available to the rookie max right now. Okay. Um, I cannot imagine. You know, I I see all this, and then I also read that he's actually been pretty good with the team. He seems like he's in a good mood at the games. He's interacting with the fans. I mean, he's he's a pelican except for putting on the uniform at least at home games. So he's acting. He's playing the role right. But the second video. There's something behind that. I don't know who that was aimed at, but you don't do that twice, showing you can play when the team is telling everybody that you can. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. And as mad as I would be if I was a New Jersey net, New Jersey net, listen to me, Brooklyn net at Kyrie for a season of all this crap we had to go through all you chose to play. As mad as I, at least I can look at him, at least you're standing by something. If Zion's capable of playing, like truly able to play, and not playing, if I'm a Pelican looking at this, like, dude, we could, we got an opportunity here. We've got an opportunity not only because we sneak into the playoffs, but if we come in at the eighth seed, Phoenix, they're still missing Chris Paul. You never know. And we, we would have this unknown entity. It, eights have won before. We've lost San Antonio, our San Antonio Spurs lost to an eight. Memphis Grizzlies, Zach Randolph and those cats. And it seemed as unlikely then. And you know, Zebo very much like a Zion. You can change a series. Yeah. Now Manu's elbow was broken. But still. I mean, there was some things, but but still. If I'm Pelican fan and you're telling me you can play and you're not, and I end up not in the playoffs or getting drummed because we're missing this vital piece, he's stirring the pot. I just can't figure out for what purpose. Yesterday, we had an opportunity to head out to the UTSA Pro Day. Got a question for you. When was the last time you went to a job interview? Like, truly, we're trying to get a job. We all had to go through, you know, you you say you can work this program. We'll work it. You say you can do this. I'll prove it to us. Well, to prove it to you, that's an interesting watch. Let's talk about the Pro Day and the process of becoming an an NFL professional football player. And big games tonight. Let's talk about what we're going to see tonight there with the uh, Arizona and... uh, Houston going off early, and then we get, man, we got a good night tonight. Great Michigan's night. in town. Villanova's in town. We'll be down at the game. We'll talk about it. Hang around here. So much to do and so little time. R&R in the morning continues here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. A double shot of energy in the AM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy. That's me. I'm Rob. The award-winning Rudy Chuck. <laughs> I'll never get used to that. It's awesome. Thank you. We're going to a, an awards dinner. Yes, we are. On the 9th, up in Austin. 
It'll be a good Rooney's time. going to receive his award as the finest sports broadcaster in all of Texas. <laughs> he presented to you and to us the best sports broadcast in radio in the state of Texas for all of 2021. That's and it crazy. happened like November the 14th. We didn't even know. No We clue. had no idea the greatness that we had listened to. It has been set aside. Put it into the archives. You will be on a list, Rudy. And when you die, it will say a Texas Broadcast Award winner. I got to get my speech together. I got to get a suit. It's nearly as prestigious as a Dundee. Nearly. What's a Dundee? Dundee? What's that? Oh, it's an award given to paper sales types. Oh. It's a joke. Oh, I was like, I thought it was so real. It sounded real. If you ever watch The Office, there's a... They give away the Dunder Mifflins, otherwise known as the Dundies, and you're now a winner. Uh, let's talk about the trade real quick that went down, and really the ridiculous, and it's not ridiculous, the greatness that the NFL is 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 growing into. Because the one thing that really missed, that the NFL had missed on, was the transient nature of their superstars. We've become very accustomed for our superstars in the NBA and Major League Baseball to play on three, four different teams. Yeah. <laughs> and be stars on all three or four. Take their teams different places. Do different things. The NFL, not so much. But guys get traded, for the most part, for most of our lives, it's been at the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. Finishing out, righting wrongs, doing what they hadn't been able to do. Or early on, very quickly. He showed up, didn't fit, moved on. Yeah. And now we're gonna, we get our stars. What do you figure the average life of a, of a contending NFL team will be in the future? Do you think you'll be able to hold on for five years, or is it a... A three-year and rebuild with... Um, okay, so uh, uh, we're going to... Recent history shows us Chiefs have four straight AFC title games, gone to two Super Bowls, won one. So they're, they themselves have broke the mold of the three, I would say. True, I mean, four true. AFC title games in a row. But the Rams, when were, when were they in that Super Bowl with Goff? What year was that? Uh, that Was was that Atlanta? Uh, that was uh, 18, 19? 18? So they've gone to two Super Bowls in three, four years. Um, but they, they did retool, though. You know, they mm-hmm. went and got Von Miller, got a different QB. I would still say it's three to four, Rob. Okay. I still I think three to four years is fair. Because the cap and because guys want to get paid, things happen. But I'm just happy, Rob, that the NFL, because be- before there was really no reason why no one really made big moves or big trades. It was just like, we just don't do that. No, that's not, there was the no reason. There were no rhyme or reason why they didn't. And now they've kind of like, you know what? You don't want to be here. Get out. We'll trade for that guy. We'll mm-hmm. go get this guy. And I'm glad they've adopted this one because it gives us content. But two, it's like, why not? Why didn't? The, why did it take thirty years for another Herschel Walker like trade? Why? Why? Because I. I, I it was job preservation for general managers. You didn't want to do anything you know, you want stupid. To be safe. The status quo was safety. The fact that Cincinnati and Cleveland matter. That, well, the ma- the fact that these teams and, and you know we got to throw the Cowboys in there too. Yeah. The fact that teams can go twenty and twenty five years without being even in the lightest, the slightest bit relevant. That's that's a problem. Well, the Cowboys are relevant. But, you mean just winning relevant. But I'm just winning and, okay. and being relevant as far as who can be a Super Bowl champion. But there's also the relevance of just being talked about. I mean, now Cincinnati, through the draft, and this is kind of going counter to my argument, 
is it's suddenly a point of conversation. You have to whenever you talk playoffs, you've got to talk them. Whenever you talk great players and quarterbacks, and you got to talk them because they've got one. They're, they're part of the conversation. But for twenty five years, they weren't. Right. We didn't talk about their quarterback, even if they sucked. They didn't even have a player worth note. <laughs> so no, I know what you mean. So I think the league has finally found a, a way to not only protect owners from themselves, but less and less of that, but to make it like the rest of the NBA where you can turn a franchise around. You're not sentenced to, to just being awful for a decade because you have a man, uh, you know, a GM that's afraid to pull the trigger and is going to, we're built, not bought. Now you can buy it and accept it. And we've got owners that are all freaking in. I love this. I do too. And the, the, the one up they have on baseball and NBA is, you're not stuck with John Walls. You're not stuck with Russell Westbrook's meaning like we can get out from under this contract. Like even, you know, even Matt Ryan, like I, the Rockets would love to have a situation like Matt Ryan's in where they could just be like, all right, we're going to have some dead money on John Walls. So what? Get, him we'll out get of over here. it next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the one up they have like NBA. Well, yes, you know, the, the money's guaranteed, but you can't get out from under some of these horrible contracts. You're just stuck in the NFL. It's like, okay, our cap is screwed. But if we move these two guys and we just cut this guy and take some dead money, we're back in business. And But that's why everybody, you know, that's why when it's week zero, everybody feels like, all right, it's our year. You don't you don't get that feeling in the NBA. Like the mm-hmm. Kings have, haven't come in since Chris Webber. Since the Chris Webber days, the Kings haven't been able to start a season being like, here we go. We got a shot. <laughs> Think about that. That was in 2003. It's been 20 years since a Kings fan could wake up and say, this is our year. We're going to get it done. Could you imagine? Like, even right now, like, Cincinnati's going to week zero. We got a shot. Ravens, we're not hurt. We got a shot. Broncos, we got a shot. Like, there's 15 teams that are going to wake up on week zero and say, I think we could do it this year. Now, I that, will, that, that's the beauty of the NFL. I will fire a warning shot to these NFL owners. That Oh, I like warning I shots. I want a warning shot to them. One of the reasons that they're able to be so flexible financially, that the NFL has able to been able to restructure contracts and do all of that, because there was so little guaranteed money that we knew when the players signed contracts that a lot of this money's fake. You're yeah. not ever going to see it. They're not going to pay you it, and you're not going to be here to get it. Now... More of it's guaranteed than on, ever. Miami's on the hook for $72 million to Tariq Hill. They're on, they're on the hook. They have to pay him that. It is guaranteed. And it's not just signing bonus. It is guaranteed money. Rodgers and Watson over about close to $400 million guaranteed between those two. You don't get out of those. Yeah, you, that's, that's different. That's, that's, so the owners had some wiggle room because they're still dealing with this, contra- this, this contractual money. concept of fake money. The money at the end of the contract that you and I both know you're never going to see. Yeah. And I'm never going to have to pay you. Now this money is guaranteed through and through, and there will be an owner. I don't know if it's going to be Ross. You know, I, I don't know if it's a haircut over there in Las Vegas. Oh, he called him haircut. Mark Davis, Rob. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Well, damn. That's the way I remember he people's names. He called him haircut. 
Hey, haircut. He's on something this morning. He's on one this morning. He had some good coffee. That French vanilla kicked in right this morning. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that Devontae Adams, there's going to be some repercussions Dude, from that guaranteed money. Rob, you've been in business a long time. Did you ever see a day where you see two receivers making $30 million a year? Re- receivers. Receivers. 30? And, you know, that's I more than, that's quarterback money. It's quarterback money, and it's, when you when you look at way the way you pay an NFL franchise, there's big circles that you have to throw a lot of money at, like your quarterback, your left tackle, your your edge rush. You got to throw money at that. You know you got to throw money at. Yeah. Wide receivers, I don't I, have that you know as a what? big circle. Pledge, I don't know. I don't know how our relationships are set up with the the pro football guys. I need the analytics on why teams. Because we, we're forgetting about Hopkins is making 27. I need the analytics on we got to effort somebody. I want to talk. I want to ask somebody, am I missing something as to why we're comfortable with? Because NFL teams, while we make fun of them, they're smart and they're smart people behind closed doors. There has to be something that they're seeing in black and white that says this is. This this makes him worth like this. dollar for snap. Who you know, can profit we talk per to? catch is better than profit per run or block. Yeah, There's some kind of analytic know. that's the same. You know, wide receivers are undervalued, and if you go this far and you pay this far, it won't affect you in the end, even though you'll have less money because they mean that much more. Right. But I haven't seen. You're right. I need to see something to prove it to me. <laughs> prove it. I brought this up on halftime uh, yesterday after uh-huh. this broke. Are receivers about to go the way of the running back? And I say that in terms of, you see, Jamar Chase sat out a year, came in and dominated. Uh, Justin Jefferson immediately coming in but and making a name for himself. I, I'm aware. But the way that you can just go find one in the draft now, are they about to become the new running back of the NFL? Because this is more and more a college-friendly offense, and receivers Maybe. are easier to translate to it than it's ever been before. And I look at the amount of receivers that come out every year and succeed and start thinking with the way that they're paying these receivers, are we about to see an overcorrection the same way we saw with running backs? Well, I think th- I, I, certainly I think so. we, the pendulum has swung as far as I think it to can go, given sure. the current salary cap and the amount of money they can totally spend right. as you can at wide receiver. I don't think you're going to – there's not going to be another $72 million over three-year kind of deal for or two-year no. for Tyreek Hill coming up. That Devontae Adams, that's a that's a rare contract. Now, there's other guys that are going to get paid, but Jamar I will say Chase this. Chase and Justin Jefferson are doing the gritty right now. Oh, they're going to get paid. They're going to get paid. But the lifespan of a wide receiver, I think, is easier to pay. Because they don't, they're not like they're not taking the beating the running they're back is. They're not dead at thirty. I mean, you, right. I mean, you, most running backs, the, the cliff is thirty. Now that's being passed, but for the most part, wide receivers stay healthier longer. So I, maybe it's able, you're able to pay them a little bit more. But I do agree that there's a lot of guys that can do what these guys are doing. Maybe not to this extent. Nah, there's not a lot of Tyreeks. No, there's not. Some of them are unicorns. I think Tyreek is a unicorn, and I'll have to see if he has. If he's going to have the patience with Tua to start, like if there's a couple, because, you know, people, we talk about him taking the top off. Him and Mahomes made their living on third and seven, mm-hmm. and Tyreek's just wide open o- across the middle or something like that. Yes, they took the top off more than anybody over the last six seasons. That's a fact. But they also dink and dunked you to death to where you just wanted to poke right. your eyes out. 
You know, so there's a lot more to Tyreek's game than just being over the top. And boy, don't you feel like there's going to be a McCaffrey set in Miami. A package for like McCaffrey, a combination of McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, where you just find a way to get the ball (laughs) in Tyreek's hands for no other reason than to keep your owner happy who's writing this massive check on Tuesday. I got to get touches. Yes. I got to justify his existence. There will be that, Rob. Well, then you run into the problem that McCaffrey's run into, overuse. Yeah. Debo was banged up by the end of the season as well, too. Halftime's on the road today. Michael Minnis will be up in New Braunfels. John, Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's going to be great up there. And head out to Pinkerton's th- this afternoon if you're heading down to the game. Get there early. Legacy Park, the Yingling Lager Hoop. What's a Hoop Village? Hoop City. Hoop City. Built in the Pinkerton's um, beautiful area. Come out and join them. We're going to put a bow on the show. Look forward to a fantastic day of San Antonio sports. There are but four locations in all the United States that people are paying attention to, and we are one of them. The madness begins tonight a little after 6 as the regionals are here. We'll talk about it next. You're on R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R, and it's about done. Oh, Glad wow. you joined us today. Boy, we are headed in for the next couple of days. It's good to be a San Antonio, and the weather's spectacular. Basketball will be popping today. If you don't have your tickets, I don't have any authority whether it's sold out or not. I don't know. I would I like know. to think that we're getting close. The Michigan types, hope. the Houston types come down I-10. The Who Nova you think tribes. traveled the best out of the four? Well, yeah. besides Houston, up the three. Houston doesn't count. They're down the street. Uh, Villanova, Arizona. I think Arizona believes they've got the best opportunity to win it all. So I think far. they'll be second. But do not discount Villanova fan. They've been here before. They have reservations. They know where to go because they want a title here. I wouldn't be surprised to see them represent quite well as the Wildcats. I do believe that the Rock, the, the Houston is going to give them a, a good game. I think Arizona's too talented, but boy, I like that one. I think Saturday we're going to have a uh, Wildcat on Wildcat affair. This has been R&R in the morning. We'll see you again tomorrow.